Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on 105 there, Mr. Matt. How are you feeling today? Feeling pretty strong. Feeling um, pretty strong? You know, it's... It's a Tuesday, so it's like yeah, you know, we're re- I'm just just hitting my stride, right? Yeah, I mean we're recording Tuesday night. I mean Matt and I we usually record Tuesday or Wednesday night, sometimes Thursday, depending on how our schedules fall. Since we work some crazy, stupid schedules at times. At times, <laughs> yes. At time, we're getting into holiday season now, so I don't know how we're gonna do this. And next week, uh, Matt, we might be recording Tuesday night, depending on how your schedule works out. Yeah, maybe. Amanda and I are leaving on Wednesday. For Cleveland, yeah, to hang out. And Wednesday's no good for me either. What about? And then you usually head out on for Thanksgiving either to the uh, your young lady's uh, family down in Carolina, or to like a friend's house in Carolina, or sometimes you like just stay in Pittsburgh and hide in your house. Sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, sometimes I go out. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I stay in. Right. You know. Depends on where you're headed and what you're doing. Who's got who's who's got the turkey? That's all you need to know. Well, yeah, the turkey's important. Um, turkey is very important. If you're if you're eating turkey, you know it is. I bought a box of like cornbread stuffing today. Oh, I just I don't know why. Like you felt in the mood. Uh, I'm probably not going to get cornbread stuffing at at my Thanksgiving this year. It's nice to have a taste of both. Um, you know, I'm just preparing, planning ahead. Um, not I'm not at the point yet where I'm like you know. Craving turkey, but but stuffing is on my mind. And they they had like the big display when you walk in the grocery store of like stovetop boxes, and uh, you know I couldn't I couldn't resist. So yeah, I'm re- I'm ready for all that all that good stuff. That's awesome. Well, we are in episode 105, and we're gonna go ahead and convert that five to jersey numbers like we like to do. Uh, Josh Dobbs, last Steeler to wear uh, number five. Okay. Uh, we have uh, other than that, really some no big names. Let's see, Paul Ernester in two thousand eight. Okay, was he a punter or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, David Trout in eighty seven. Don't even remember. Craig Colquitt seventy eight to eighty one, and then eighty three and eighty four. That's a punter, right? Terry Handratty, who made being a backup quarterback famous, um, who has. I think to this day, all but two of the records as quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, he may be in a backup quarterback famous in the 70s there, collected a couple rings underneath Terry Bradshaw carrying a clipboard. Yeah. Uh, John Bonato, uh, he was in the 40s. Henry Bo- Booter, 1940. George Ratto in 1936. And Gene August Ferner in 1935. So... Not a lot of big number fives there um, and whatnot. Now, Penguins number fives, a little different story. Um, Dick uh, Matusissi, uh, Ted Laren, uh, Brian Watson, Abe DeMarco, Barry Wilkins, Steve Lyon, Mario Fabu, uh, Lex Hudson, Ron Merrigan, Brian Maxwell, Mike Rowe, uh, Veal Siren, uh, Gord Deneen and my favorite number five for the Penguins, Mr. Ulf Samuelson, Brad uh, Warkaka, Jane Lucanen, Patrick Bolu, Rob Skideri, 
Daryl Sidor, Derek England, who's another decent one, uh, David Warsawski, and Zach Trotman, current. David Warsawski, Wars of Sky. <laughs> I remember that dude. Right? Did you say Ulf Samuelson? Yeah. Ulf. Okay. Um, all right, so that's, you know. Ulf Samuelson, one. you know, the guy who ended Eric Lindros' career? Yeah, among others. Um, Cam Neely didn't really help him too much. I mean, I guess he facilitated Cam Neely's movie career in, in a manner. <laughs> uh, Pirates number fives. We really don't have to go way back to 1939, but I will tell you it's Odd Swigert. Um, let's get up to uh, some people that we may know. <laughs> Wait, Sid Bream? You going to say Sid Bream? Of course. Okay. I, I got anxious. I was worried you weren't going to say Sid Bream. Of course. Buddy so, so, uh, so, Duff Dwyer, uh, pretty much 75 to 78. Bill Madlock, 1979 to 80. Four. Then Sid Bream. This is where it confuses me because it says Bill Manlock and Sid Bream both in '85. Now, maybe when we got Sid Bream from the Dodgers, he like bought Bill Madlock a watch or something because he wanted. Well, I was wondering, was Madlock a coach at that point in time? No, Madlock was on the team. I I remember Madlock being on the Pirates when I was going to games. Or was and I, I my first like actual memories of going to pirate games was probably that eighty five team. So yeah, that eighty five yeah. team was pretty not good. The eighty eight the eighty eight team was more memorable. Yeah, that because that was Leland. Yeah, that um, but yeah, so Sid Bream and Madlock both wore number five in eighty five. Yeah, uh, and then Sid Bream, his whole career here with the Pirates, uh, Jose Gonzalez, Alex Cole, Lance Parrish. I forgot we had him for. A very... Very, like, hot second. A hot second. He was, yeah. like, trade deadline bait or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Bl- Brumfield. Tom... Tony Womack. Remember Tony Womack? Two I years. do. I love Tony Womack again with the Freak Show. Yeah. We, we talked about them last week. That, yep. was, that was a fun 97 Pirates team. The year of the no-hitter and the, um, you know, they actually had a postseason run. Yeah. Not in the postseason, but they... You know, made a push. They made a push to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you called it back then was that was that during the wild card era or was that before? That was just before the wild. Card oh, era. see, they got they they got screwed. No, Should've... no, no. That was wild card. Era, was that's it... after the uh, expansions? Because there's no way the pirates were like gunning yeah. for first place, yeah. but they were they, um, were they were in the conversation. Ed Sprague. Ed Sprague. Sprague. That's a guy well, who was. Well, I grew was... up on Sprague Avenue. Oh, okay. So, you, like, we all knew it was pronounced Sprague, even though we didn't grow up on Sprague Avenue, but we called him Sprague anyway. Right. Uh, it's more fun. Tyke Redman. Remember him? I love Tyke Redman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he wasn't, like, great or anything. Joe Rando. Joe Rando, the Joker. Uh, Josh Phelps. People are starting to notice. Chris yes. Go- Chris Gomez. Yes. Ramon Vasquez. Which one is he? Is he the good one? He's the good one. Okay, yeah, I remember him. Uh, Ronnie Cedeno. Yes, jogging Ronnie. Yeah, <laughs> and then from 2012 through 2018, Mr. Jay Hay himself, Josh Harrison. Awesome, fun player. Love, love great, Josh Harrison. Yeah, uh, great player, <clears throat> great person, good dude. Um, we liked him a lot. You know, uh, so there was uh, a lot of good fives. A lot of good ones. A lot of good number fives in Pittsburgh on the Pirates. They're obviously more fives in baseball. Also, also include like every, uh, you know, third baseman from 
all the teams in the years prior when they used to just line up with numbers based on their position. True. <laughs> True. Uh, Every under- Pirates third baseman from the ni- from the 1800s so, uh, is on this list. How about the all-time number five jersey-wearing people? Uh, Jumpin' Joe DiMaggio. Yes, he's a good one. 13 season with the Yankees, 13-time All-Star, 9-time World Series champion, and 3-time AL MVP. And that was Mr. Joe DiMaggio. Married uh, Marilyn Monroe there and whatnot. Yeah. Um, he of the 56-game hitting streak? Yes. Nobody's going to break that. He Nobody's was. He was that. Kramer spotted him once at Dinky Donuts. <laughs> Kramer. Love Kramer. It's canon. He was, he was my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I think I was more of a George. But anyway. How about Nicholas Lindstrom? Nicholas Lindstrom. Yeah. In the NHL. Good, oh. at, good, good defense number five. Yeah, defense, um, yeah, defensemen typically wear that number. Uh, and then uh, in the NBA, you had uh, KG. KG wore it. Kevin yes. Garnett. Um, I want to say Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb was a five. Okay. Um, Donovan McNabb was five. Um Shit, who else was five? I don't know. These lists just give you the best who wore that number. Yeah, they and like do when give you the when best. the guy above you is Joe DiMaggio, it's like hard to make lists <laughs> yeah. if they're only if they're gonna limit the list to one name, right? And like you have the same number as Joe DiMaggio. Well, I'm sorry, sir. Like, I mean, like I feel like Cal Ripken wore it. No, Cal Ripken was uh, four. Four, I believe. Okay. I believe Cal Ripken was four. Or was he a double digit? I don't know. No, oh. Calric was eight. He was. Oh yeah, he was eight. Calric but was he played eight. third base, so maybe that's where I get five. Well, he only played third base at the uh, end of his career. He was shortstop most of his career. He only played third base at the end of his career. Yeah. I mean, you know, something you got to do sometimes. If you want to play that many games in a row, got to let someone else have a turn. Two one three one was what he broke. I don't know. I can't remember what he ended with. I know two one three one was what he broke. Well, at some point you got to give somebody else a turn. That's just that's just good manners. <laughs> that it would be. Um, yes. Yeah, so we have uh, this past week, last Saturday, Matt uh, at Heinz Field, WPIL championships were held. Uh, Central Catholic winning the six A class. How do you feel about that, sir? Woo! Pretty good. Yay! Sports. Um, <laughs> I got to watch it. I got I got to you know flip back and forth between like three different games, but the you know the central game was pretty close. Um, it was like ten seven. It's a good game. Wasn't well, spectacular. You know, six A is stupid. Like they they um you know I wish them luck in in states of course. Um, I haven't I haven't. Well, that win already research. put them into semis. Yeah, because six A has shrank. Moving to six cl- classes, it shrank that. I, I looked at the uh, breakdown. Yeah. Uh, for the PIA final uh, brackets, mm-hmm. and that win at Heinz Field put Central into like semis. Really? So they actually have to play one more game to get to state finals and then state finals. Yeah. So I mean, it's like. So it's not um, it's not just the Whippeal where it's like screwed up. So you know, yeah. So a lot of their playoff is within its own. There's gonna be like they're saying on the one of the halftime shows of the early games, talking about there's only gonna be like eight teams in Whippeal six A next year. You know, well that's if they go to having the prep school 
the prep Catholic school um, class. No, that's not what they're talking about at all. No? Like, there's only like nine teams in it now. You know? If if one school loses enrollment, then they drop down to eight teams, and then it's like, you know, why just play non-conference games all season and then just make like a tournament for like all eight? Sorry, they're, that Central's in quarterfinals. This puts them in the quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so now there's uh, four teams left on one side of the bracket and four teams left on the other side of the bracket. And uh, if they make the finals, they'll probably play a team from the Philadelphia Catholic League because that's usually how it goes. Uh, so if they make the finals, it would be between Downingtown, West, Coatesville, Harrisburg, or Central Dolphin. Oh, really? And currently next week I have further in the notes, but they're playing State College at North Allegheny. Okay. Uh, and then... They usually play State College. Like, whoever, it seems like they play State College in, in states all the time. Whoever wins that game would play the winner of Nazareth area and St. Joseph's Prep. Interesting. So St. Joe's Prep is on like the east bracket somehow? It's or, I'm a, sorry, they're on the west? They're on the, the, bracket, bracket. the same bracket that Central's in. See... In years past, they've been on the other side because they're from Philly, and you've got you know the team from Pittsburgh playing the team from Philly. In the well, finals. Central is in District Seven. Yeah, so they're playing. That's just what they call Whippeal. Yeah, so they're playing, and then uh, St. Joe is considered District Twelve. Yeah, I mean, since they've redone the classifications, they've really because well, they the brought show. in the, the like all the Philly Catholic schools are like. You know, they they used to be independent. Right. When they were accepted into PIAA, they probably just put them all in, like, a new district that they call District 12. Like, some sort of overlay, like, when they when they add area codes and your friends from Philly have, like, a different weird area code. <laughs> oh, it's like, hey, that, did you move? And they're like, no, they just, like, You mean, like, they us. did that when we were growing up and it was all 412? Yeah, but you lived in 412. You, you probably never had any, like, reason to worry that you were going to get switched to 724. Nah, yeah, Allegheny County was always 412. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, but if you lived in Wexford, there was a chance. There was a chance, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like I, you know, when they when they did that switch, I was actually living in the eight one four. Really? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, because you were up at school. Mm. And then they were talking about they're talking about splitting the eight one four, you know. But then they decided against it. Yeah, because Philly six one zero or two one five. Right. Yeah, and I think it's Philadelphia County six one zero, and then two one five is the surrounding. Okay. Uh, oh man. How that goes. Well, we get way off topic talking about area codes. So many hoes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, that is... Yes, I just did quote that. Ludicrous? Yeah. You writing that down? I am. I am writing that down for a little <laughs> snippet. little, you know, little shout out, man. You get a little heat. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this past weekend... Uh, you had Thomas Jefferson winning the 4A, Central Valley winning the 3A, uh, Clareton winning the 1A. This Saturday, you have Avonworth uh, taking on Washington, a little Prexies, in the 2A championship at Norwin High School at 12 noon, and then Peters Township taking on Gateway at Norwin High School at 6 p.m. in the 5A championship. This week, the it sucks. Team. They don't get to play at Heinz Field. That's so, it's bunk, man. I mean, that's what happens when they did the classes. 
How excited are you to like go drive from Peters Township to watch your kid play football at Norwin Stadium? Come on. You know? I'm not. I mean I mean I wouldn't be either. Why why I mean, can't they why can't they play it like I mean my son played in whenever my son graduated there were still only four classes. Yeah. So he would have played at Hinesville. Uh huh. Um the year after he graduated is whenever he went to the six classes. Yeah. But if my son would have been at North Hills and playing a championship game in Norwin, I would have went. Wouldn't have been excited about it, but would have went. Okay, okay, fine. I was just being shitty, I guess. But like, you know, I don't have kids, whatever. Um, I guess like the point though is like, how do they decide first of all, like that it's five A and two A that get shafted? Is it just because there's more teams in those in those classifications, so they yes. need to play in it? They have, they have to play the extra. They have to play the extra weeks because of all the teams. Because there's more teams in two A and five A than there is in six A. Why can't 1A they and... just make six A bigger? Like, move the line a little bit. McKeesport never had problems, like, competing with frickin' Central back in the day. Right? They probably still wouldn't. Like, everybody has their ups and downs. Like, Woodland Hills used to be a juggernaut. Now they're not so much. You know what I mean? But it's like, what are they, what are they doing with this 6A bullcrap, man? I'm just, just not impressed. I, they're trying to do it because PA and Ohio are... And, in the top three recruited areas in college football, and you have Virginia, or Texas and Florida, all have six A programs. So they're turning, they're, they're they're trying to do this to compete it's so, with Texas it's and just, Florida for for the college recruiting. It's just class. semantics, though. Like it's just names. Like Mount Lebanon should actually buy based on um, enrollment in the school. Mount Lebanon should be playing four A. They play up to 6A. Mount Lebanon's always played up. Whenever there was only four classes, Mount Lebanon should have been playing in 2A based on enrollment. They played up to 4A. Currently, in the enrollment situation, Mount Lebanon should be playing 4A, but they play up to 6A. Central Catholic, how many people do you have in your graduating class? Like 200. Right. 200 should have been... But it's male. It's all male, so... Right. It's It's all males. But here's the thing. With 200 in a class, and you that school holds 9 through 12, right? Yeah. So with the enrollment during 4A, it's about eight nine hundred. Yeah. So within, if you extrapolate, if there but, if but there was one if there was one woman for every man at the school, then you would have enrollment of eighteen hundred. Is, right. is what they base it on. Right. So the I I don't know about like Central where the Catholics line actually always is. played up. I don't know where the line actually. They should is. actually Central Catholic should probably also be playing in maybe five A, maybe four A. I have never heard anything about them up. playing up. I'm sorry, like I watch the games on TV. Like they never, like when do the announcers ever mention that? Like they love talking about Aliquippa playing up, right? You know? um, well, I, I uh, can't imagine. I can't believe that I went to a place and that Seat nobody LaSalle. knows that they play up except for you. I'm sorry, Seat and LaSalle. Now they don't play up. Seton LaSalle actually plays in double A. Yeah. They don't play up. Well, what's their enrollment? <clears throat> I'm not sure what their enrollment is. But they could play up if they want to. You can't play down, but you can always play up. Of course you can't play down. It'd be, like, ridiculous. Could you imagine North Allegheny, like, playing down in, like, 4A? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you know, you can't play down, but you can always play up. But there's a lot of schools that, that played up. Mount Lebanon, St. Clair, um, Central. Um, uh, trying to think. Stowe Rocks used to always play up. Yeah. Um, you right. know, uh, Woody High always played up. Gateway used to play up. I wow. mean, I mean, they. Now, this is whenever 
you and I were in school. Yeah. Now they've realigned, and now some of them still choose to play up. Right. Like Mount Lebanon does, and Lake Central does, and so forth. But, you know... Can you play up from 6A and just, like, start your own breakaway league? I mean, theoretically... Could, like, Central and Pine Richland just start, like, a like a super league where they just play each other every I, week? I mean, theoretically, they are the University of Pittsburgh and Duquesne practice squad as it is. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Think about it. how many guys from Central go to Pitt that don't get other D one offers. I mean, <laughs> not all, not everyone. Some dudes, some dudes from my class went D three or D two. I mean, you go, you go where your like academics fit. You know, it is like an academic like secondary <laughs> school for preparation for higher learning. Okay, so like everybody who goes there and plays a sport is going to like use that sport to like leverage themselves against other applicants. At competitive colleges in the Northeast, Steve. So, I mean, what's your point? Yeah, a few guys make, like, the practice squad at Pitt. Big deal. So, that just makes me think there is this you article... You, you want to hang out with Shady McCoy? Sounds fun, right? So, so Sounds like a lot of fun. So, there's this article that a buddy of mine posted, uh, or shared. Uh, it was KDKA... Um, Posted a thing about a uh, a twelve year old a twelve year old boy uh, was super smart and super genius and was already enrolling in college classes for electrical engineering. It was a great article. The kid was super smart. I enjoyed it. Uh, but a buddy of mine made the comment in the comment section there on the Facebook that said, "Yeah." But can he? But can he throw? But can he throw a uh, a down and away a down and away uh, changeup? <laughs> and I just about lost it. Like, you know, it's poking fun at like these super smart kids. But like, my buddy that made the comment was in high school. Well, I was in high school, and it was like, you're either smart or you could like hit somebody hard going across the middle or throw a hell of a fucking ball. But that's a really interesting point because like. <laughs> Everybody who wants to go to, like, the pros, especially in, like, football, like, they've got to go through college, you know? Right. And then they, if they do happen to graduate, like, you know, if football doesn't work out and, like, they have, like, some, like, liberal arts degree to fall back on, which, like, maybe that's what they want to do and maybe, maybe it's not, you know? Like, what if, what if you could, like, go to Ohio State, like, play football, but, like, major in, like, electrician or, like, HVAC? And then, like, if football doesn't work out, like, you're ready to, like, Josh, start your own company that Josh makes, Dobbs, like, half what, a million dollars a year. What Josh Dobbs major, or not Josh Dobbs. Um, Aeronautical engineering. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's not, I'm talking, like, trades. I'm right, saying, right, like, yeah. there's, a, there's a conversation nationally about, like, should we be steering more, like, kids Towards to trade, trade school to trade schools as opposed to college. Because all our boomer parents pushed us to go to college and whatnot. And, right. And... You go to college and and go to college and then you end up in debt. We all know how that works. Uh huh. Um, and then now you come out and it and the workforce is like now saturated with all these professionals, but mm-hmm. yet there's nobody out there to build houses or to put electrical boxes in. Yeah, or if you're to... not, if you can hear my voice and you are an electrician, like the city needs you. Yeah, like yeah. Pittsburgh is like plumbers. Like do you know like Julia's in this like civic leadership thing and they're like do you know any electricians like no i I, I mean she's asking around but it's like yeah electricians plumbers like 
And your your friend said like you know like great this, so this kid like he's already taken like electrical classes, yeah. you know and and your friend's like but can he throw a baseball or, or hit a or hit a curve or whatever he said and it's it's like ha ha funny but the thing is like if he could and he could do it really well they wouldn't steer him to trade school or like engineering school they they would want him to go to like the miners you know yeah you know like just don't even go to college yeah. You know, baseball is one of those sports you, you can don't do that go later. To college. You know, I'm saying like what they sh- there should be like either Triangle Tech should like go D one, or like they should start having more like trade based education at like big state schools. I agree with trade based education, you know? big state schools. But we're gonna finish off this section about high school ball right now. We don't have time to fix education on this podcast. We, we, we sorry have, people. Sorry, we barely, we don't we barely have... have the credentials to do it ourselves. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see, uh, what did I say? This week in the PIAA bracket, Central Catholic takes on State College at North Allegheny in the 6A, and that's going to be quarterfinals. Uh, Thomas Jefferson takes on Cathedral Pep at North Hills in the 4A. That is semifinals, I believe. Uh, Central Valley. Uh, I like um, Cathedral Prep. I have a lot of friends who went to Cathedral Prep. Nice. And my, my one friend's brother is like That's Beaver County, there. right? No, that's Erie. Erie. Yep. Erie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Quigley is in Beaver. Uh, uh, no, Cathedral Prep. Um, Doug Durda of Yen's Love Barbecue and Should I Drink That? He went to one of those schools. Did he go to McDowell? No, he went to Cathedral Prep. Cathedral Prep. He did go because okay. that's the other one. You said yeah, there's McDowell. two schools from Erie yeah. that end up yeah. playing so, the old so, teams. Um, so I wonder if he'll head out to North Hills to go check out that game. I have to eh. message him and let him know they're playing out there. Um, and then you have Central Valley awaits the winner of Sharon and Bald Eagle in the 3A. <laughs> Bald. And then uh, Clareton awaits the winner of Cowdersport and Farrell in 1A. Ooh. Um, now, <clears throat> you ever been to Cowdersport? No, ain't that all the way on the east? No. Where is that? Way up north on the border oh. across from Jamestown, New York. Okay, uh, I was thinking of Coatesville. Coatesville you mentioned earlier. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're like Delaware yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Cowdersport to Farrell is not as long of a haul as I was thinking initially. But uh, still Cowder, much Cowdersport's four hours from here? I have family up there. Yeah. That's the only reason I know where Cowdersport is. I have family up there and, and whatnot. And, and um, it, it, it's it's a little bit of highway and a lot of backcountry roads. <laughs> It's it's not a uh, it's not a there's no direct route yeah uh, whatsoever. I've been up to Countersport with some family up there on my dad's side and um, yeah. So it's definitely uh, whenever it's dark out, you actually drive a lot slower with your high beams on and yeah. you're, you're in the woods. Like you will see bears. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's know, up there. It's it's shameful that I've never been up there. You know, yeah, it's up north of the PA Grand Canyon. The, the, the <laughs> like the topography of Pennsylvania, it's like you're just you're, it, it just begs you to take the turnpike and get the hell out of here and like go there on vacation. And yeah. I've never been to like the Allegheny National Forest. And you went to school up there. Yeah, but it's Meadville. I didn't have a car. Well, that's like true. there's there's opportunities for hiking and camping like much closer. You don't, you don't have to go all the way to the forest. Like you, you go to like the you know, the western part of the forest down near Warren. You don't have to go all the way up to, like, Cowdersport. Anyway. They're playing Farrell. Like, good luck to both teams. I hope everyone has fun. Good luck to them. Farrell's uh, the Steelers. You know that? Yes, they are. Yeah. Go Steelers. 
Uh, some somebody named the Steelers needs to win. And like I said, Avonworth uh, is playing at Norwood. That is Amanda's alma mater. Okay. And that was my rival in high school. They're the Antelopes. Um, yeah. yeah, they are. So um, I have a lot of friends of mine that I grew up with that um, now coach at Avonworth and mm-hmm. that their kids play there. So, uh, sure. Go for it. Go for it. Go it's for hard. it. Take no, a win. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I mean... I know high school rivalries are hard to die, but, eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy that, you know, that's your life. I know, right? Like, I, in my situation, like, I've never considered not loving in a rival in any in any capacity. Um, well, it has been. We didn't really play them in high school. When I was in high school, our rivals were, like, Gateway, McKeesport, Woodland Hills, Penn Hills. Like, we played in the Quad East. Yep. You know, like these these South Hills games, like they don't they don't like stir. It's like every be. four years you would yeah. play like Mount Lebanon, St. Clair. It's awkward know. playing Mount Lebanon because we use their stadium as our home, right? So On occasion, you awkward, did awkward. You know, yeah. We never played them as a home game in their own stadium. I don't think, but you know, it's like the second second game I ever went to was out there. Um, you know, it's like it's considered like far off, like a neutral site almost, not yeah. not like in your rival's home. So, I don't know. Definitely can see that. This uh, is the time of year. This is the only time of year that any of this stuff matters anyway. Because once football's over, like, no, nobody, like, talks about basketball rivalries down the bar, you know, with, like, their girlfriend who went to a different high school than them. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, high school basketball around here is not that huge. No. And it's it's fun and it's good and it's, it's great to have. Um, you know, I think I went to, like... A handful of games. I went to a lot of Oakland Catholic games when I was in high school because they were like really good. Well, yeah, Oakland you know? Catholic girls have always been yeah. good. So like that—that that was like you know, hey, we need to like pack the house with as many people as we can, like you know. So they they would always advertise you know through the central like student government, like hey, like come to our activity. You know, it's definitely something you need to do because so, Central and Oakland wasn't that uh, where you guys had to like ask those girls to like proms and dances no like it was like oakland catholic had to the only central guys were allowed to like open dances at oakland catholic like if there was a date dance like bring your your boyfriend if you went to like some other school right now i mean it every, every school's policy is different like i remember my one friend like went to gateways prom and he had to get like a character reference from our assistant principal and like he he like asked him in the cafeteria because he just happened to be walking by and like he was. Like, I remember the principal. He was like, "He's like, oh, you're a character, all right." <laughs> and I was just like, "That's awesome." <laughs> Have fun at Gateway Prom. <laughs> well, we're gonna move on uh, and get into some of the uh, little professional stuff right now. Uh, PGA Tour this past weekend, Brendan Todd won the OHL Classic last weekend at El Camillion Golf Club in Mexico. Uh, I just got a little warmer just hearing you say that. Right? It sounds so nice. You just said uh, golf. And Mexico and a Spanish word, all in like the same like snippet. <laughs> and I was just like, "Ooh, yeah, I like." I yeah, like it's the like, sound "Ooh, of that. yeah, let's get let's get yeah. there." Uh, this week, the PGA heads to Sea Island Seaside Course uh, in the RSM Classic in Georgia. That's out there on the coast in South Georgia. Now that's just rude. That's just taunting. <laughs> They're just like, oh, did you like that Mexico shit that you watched last week? Well, like, we can actually play golf in the same country that you're from. 
just not where you're presently located. Right, right. South Southeast Georgia on the islands. It's out. Uh, it's it's outside of Brunswick. It's, it's not going to be calm. It's going to be kind of windy there. I probably. Bet. Yeah. I mean, my aunt and uncle live in St. Mary's, which is on the coast. It's yeah. the first exit north outside of Florida mm. where they live. And the Corsair flying asks for about three more exits up on 95. Yeah. I mean, and east of 95. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be windy. It's going to be choppy. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know what the weather is here. I mean, it's still 80 degrees in Florida and South Georgia right now, but yeah. it's, it's going to be windy. Yeah. Not not the best Gulf weather. It's not bad, though. <clears throat> not bad. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, lots of the big names are not in this tournament, uh, but are gearing up for the Hero World Challenge, which is the Tigers tournament. That's the top 25 players in the world uh, playing that. And then the Bahamas Swing as well. And then the President's Cup is coming up in Australia. That's coming up in uh, middle of December. Then they move to the Hawaii swing, uh, which is always, always fun. The Hawaii swing, they play the Kapalua plantation and all that stuff. Um, honestly, Matt, going into, like you just said, you felt all warm and fuzzy inside. Talking about golf in Mexico. I didn't say fuzzy. Weird. I didn't say fuzzy. Hurt. It wasn't like an arousal thing. Right, 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 right. I just like yeah. I, I like, feel like I want to be warm and not freezing. Yeah, exactly. If you if you look at the golf tournaments coming up and you count the weeks as the golf tournaments, mm. I mean, Sawgrass isn't that far away. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it is just taunting. I know, you know. But then again, like you know. Baseball spring training is not that far away. No, it's not. A couple months. It's a couple months. Basically. It is. Um, even shit, even around here, it's gonna start getting nice in like March. three months. We just have to, we just have to get through the bad three months. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, you know. Like I said, we we had what the warmest October on record, and now we have the coldest November on record. We had the warmest October on record, and then like the worst Halloween ever. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, in terms of rainfall, like it stopped in time for trick or treating, so that wasn't an issue. But yes, like. October was very pleasant, and then just was like, okay, like here, I'm on my way out with all this crap. Goodbye. Um, which reminds me, I gotta gonna fix my gutters tomorrow, or I'm gonna have trouble when shit starts freezing. So, oh, <laughs> can't have that now. Now it's just gonna rain a lot, and, and then like Saturday, it's supposed to start snowing. So, I there's mean, your weather update. I, uh, I I happen to like watching the golf tournaments, and they're in warm, fuzzy places. Yeah. And uh, whatnot, and it gets me, it keeps my mind fresh of like, and I look, I'm like, a couple more months, we'll be playing, you know, a couple more months, we'll be warm again. That's all I just keep thinking about. And then, and then also, when you look at the golf tournaments, and you, and you sit there, and you're like, whenever I get to like, the Waste Management Tour, mm. the stadium course in Phoenix, Arizona, that's when you know, like, all right, golf season's like three weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> because once, once they get to Arizona... And then they do the Arizona, they, they do Hawaii, and then Cali, and then, or they do Hawaii, then they do, like, Mexico, they go to Mexico again, and then they end up coming into um, Cali and then Arizona. Uh-huh. And then after that, that's when they start that, like, Florida swing. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're in Florida, and they're in Florida, you know, in February. So it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to be in February. Yes, it is. Um, now, we're going to talk about a little bit of a colder sport real quick. Um, the Penguins. The coolest sport on ice. 
Uh, the fastest game on it's ice. It's also the coolest. It is the coolest game on ice. The fastest game on ice. Curling's a close second, but hockey's still pretty damn cool. Yes, it is. Uh, the Pens played the Islanders tonight, and the Pens lost in an overtime loss tonight. Not cool. Uh, not cool at all. In the last few games, the Pens have bounced back um, back and forth with a few losses and a few wins as well. Um, a big win on the Leafs on Saturday. There was a picture that made uh, the the world uh, the way around the internet over the world with the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Now apparently it was brother and sister mm. is what it came out to be of uh, the sister taking a selfie with the brother and he had this smiley face on and turn and as soon as she gets up the camera and turns his head back like because mm. they were getting beat six to nothing uh-huh. uh, here in Pittsburgh. So that was quite fun to watch and that made its way around the interwebs. Uh, the power play is still shitty, uh, even though the Pens did get one tonight on a power play. Their first goal was on a power play tonight. They actually looked pretty good, uh, but then after that, they didn't do shit. Uh, we know that Crosby is going to be out for six weeks after a surgery for a sports hernia. Uh, the Pens find themselves in the sport in the fourth spot uh, in the division. Uh, Canes and Flyers are right there in the points. Uh, tonight's game was big with the Islanders. Uh, with the points, because the Islanders are second in the division with 29 points. So now they get the two points, so that moves them to 31. The Pens got one point, that moves them up. So now they're probably tied for the third slot in the division. Uh, because the Canes were one point ahead of them, and the Flyers are one point behind them. Uh, the Caps lead the division with 36 points. So, 36 points to even... Well, now the Islanders have 31, so that's not too far of a gap. But with the Pens mm-hmm. having 24, now 25, a 10-point gap's huge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a 10-point gap is huge. Now, this is hockey. It's long season, and anything can happen. We're only in the first 20 games of the season. Are we even in 20? Yeah, we're in 20 games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a quarter of the season right there. We're a quarter in. Yeah. Um and there are a lot of good teams that are not the Penguins. a lot of really good teams that are not the Penguins. Um, and you keep hearing about them a lot. Devils. Um, like the Islanders are on this crazy winning streak. And, the, you know, the Pens looked like they had it snapped tonight. Um, they go up 2-0 and then they, you know, let it get tied. And then I didn't see the game. But, it, again, they go up by another two-goal lead. Oh, yeah. So they blew a two-goal lead twice, twice tonight against a team that everybody knows. Like everybody with NHL Network or, like, even... NBC Sportsnet knows that the Islanders are tearing it up right now, and yeah, they are. you know you're playing them at home. Was was that correct? They were mm-hmm. at home. Okay, so like and they were here in Pittsburgh. No excuse to be blowing a two goal lead two times like that. You know, I mean, at least they didn't roll over and die after the first blown lead. But I don't know, not good. I watched the uh, Blues and Lightning tonight on NBC because they are actually in touch with the streaming viewer. And their needs. Can't stream Pens games. No, you can't you know. stream Pens games. It's boring. I'm tired of talking about it. But, like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see the Pens game. Um, Tampa looks pretty damn good again this year. Well, you know what? Tampa has always looked good over the last few years. But yet, when they get into the playoffs, they have an early playoff exit. Whether yeah. it's in the first round, like last year, in the second round. And then the one year, uh, they made it to the finals. Yeah. And then end up, or not that, not the... Cup finals, but the mm. conference finals, and end up losing. What I mean, was a big night tonight? Pat Maroon got his um, ring. 
Pat Maroon got his ring for the first time. First time back in St. Louis. Nice since since they won the cup. So uh, that's good. So they so they had a nice little pregame ceremony. The game, game started a little later um, than than your typical eight o'clock puck drop because they had a nice little pregame ceremony and you know his his parents were in attendance to to see him get his ring and you know so see, that, that's, so that that's, was cool. That's one thing for the uh, for the NHL compared to. The NFL or MLB. I don't know about the MLB. I don't. But the NHL for sure I know. It won the Pens, won the Cup. Uh, and then Flurry was taken off in the, yeah. in the draft. And whatnot. The the game that the Pens played in Las Vegas the, in the first couple weeks of the season, they had they, they didn't want to hold the ring all season. They, they went out there and had a ceremony in Vegas in the yeah. locker room. With Flurry and his family presenting the ring and everything, um, I believe the Pens did a couple guys that came into Pittsburgh early on in the season. They did a little ceremony in Pittsburgh. They didn't really do it on the ice. They did it like in the locker. Yeah, room. like the they schedule... showed it on the. Yeah, they, they showed it on the jumbotron for them to do something. Did they do it on the ice tonight? Yeah. Okay, for them to do it on the ice, and he's coming out in the opposing jersey, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the NHL does that. Uh, NFL. Uh, you know, and he's like hugging dudes on the other team. Yeah, and, you know, and then and then they go play a hockey game. Yeah, uh, and in the NFL, it's not they get their it's rings, not warfare. You're not trying to kill each other. Out yeah, there. So in the NFL, should, they get their rings. They just like compartmentalize it. They have know? like a they have like a team dinner and yeah. family and whatnot. And they present them all the rings and they call it a day. Yeah, uh, the Penguins uh, they they usually do a team dinner and whatnot. But the guys that got traded or free agents or whatnot. I moved on, and they weren't at that team dinner, I guess. Mm. Um, and they give them their ring later. Baseball, I'm not exactly sure how that works out. And basketball, I mean, there's only 12 guys on a basketball team. So, yeah, <laughs> if you can't track down 12 guys, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's just a little different there. But now, hockey always, because the Stanley Cup's the most coveted trophy right? in sports. I personally believe that. And that's something that you're going to have your name on for the rest of your life. And I have a guy that comes into the bar I work at that currently works for the Penguins and has his name on the Stanley Cup toys. Yeah. Um, and So, like, that's, like, um, better than a ring. I mean, he has the rings. You have the rings, too, but it's, He like, never wears them. But my name's on the cup. His, he's like, my name's on the cup. He goes, yeah. I have the rings. He never wears them. Whereas in the other sports, like, you don't get your name on the trophy for yeah. forever. Yeah, you get a so ring. you get or, a ring. Yeah, or whatever. You know. Um, but, yeah, he's got his name on the cup, and I'll be there forever. And I asked him, I was like, you don't ever wear your rings? He goes, no. Nah. He goes, they're safe. He goes, yeah. I wear them like, if I'm like dressing up for a team event or if he's you know, going to like, a wedding or a family event or something like that. And mm-hmm. he's got the real legit ones. He doesn't yeah. have the staff ring. He's got the big boy ring. Nice. You know, He's got the, the $40,000 ring, not That's... the $4,000 ring uh, because he's that high up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a super cool dude. Um, I can ask him questions, but he can't always give me the answers. Unfortunately, yeah, he's like, I don't want to lose my job, man. I'm like, I understand. I don't want you to lose your job either. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants them to lose their job. Anyway. No, no. And speaking about losing jobs and not losing jobs, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now so other people that do this thing called podcasting um, can have a little uh, commercial here. So check out our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview uh, with shows uh, like ours. But they also do Awesome Cast, Fishing Without Bait, Wrestle Mayhem, um, Pittsburgh Current, and so forth. Check out those folks and see what's going on with them, and we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions no holds barred? 
Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Alright folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports. Talk a little baseball right now. How about the team has introduced Ben Sherrington as the GM. Matt, did you watch the presser on this? Kidding me? No. No, you did not. I watched this on TV. Uh, It was not on TV, but it was on uh, Pirates Facebook, Twitter. KDK Live fed it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I watched it because I had nothing else to do. Uh, (laughs) I mean, and I was like, let's see what this is going to be interesting to me. That's why I was like, let me let me see what makes this interesting. If you can lean, you can clean. I was at home. And Amanda already cleaned a little bit. A little bit, well. I would, <laughs> and I did I would more. Probably, I, did, I did more later. I would probably, like, knock a potted plant over. <laughs> just so I would be able to excuse myself from having to watch a Pirates press conference. Yeah, you still turn the volume up and listen. But here and there. I can do that, I suppose. Here and there. It sounds like uh, we're um, in for an entire overhaul from what I got from this. Oh, goody. Um, from Bob Nutting. Uh, Stick no it one down to the studs, Bob. From Bob Nutting, no one is out of the question on trades and signings. Trade them all. All right. So what I took from it, let's say, the, so the pressure was good, but not reassuring. Uh, the con. So so this clean Haas. So this was said. <laughs> this was said by Sherrington. Uh, the conf- the confines of what I have to deal with is what I'll work with. The confines of what I have to deal with is what I'll work with. Yeah. So it's so not... It's like a fancy way of saying it is what it is. Right. Which means absolutely uh, nothing. So my my take off of this is, is Nutting's like, I'll give you a leash, but I'm going to pull those reins tight as soon as you go overboard. Uh-huh. Uh, and also save me money. And... Um, so probably not getting David Price is and, what you're saying. And, and build a and, and he's and he already stated in there he's like you got to build from within. How he helped build the Red Sox. He has three World Series rings. One of them is a GM. Two of them is a front office guy. Um, building a team from within, building a team uh, in the minors and so forth. Proper drafting, proper development. The Pirates have been very bad at that recently. Uh, I'm still not getting any reassurance from the ownership is what's killing me on this. You got a new president and a new GM. They're like all gun ho. And you got Bob Nutting sitting in the corner going like Mr. Burns. Well, yeah. Like, he's, he's, I mean. He's not going to spend until like they get to a certain point. And by then it might be too late. That is true. We are. We just saw that happen. You know, they developed a core. Um they didn't add enough pieces to like actually advance beyond the wild card game for two of the three years, and then, you know, they started selling off pieces. So, Josh Bell is a Boris guy. He's either going to be trade bait, play him out through the 2022 season, and then trade him at the deadline because his contract's up in 23, or you offer the guy 200 million dollars and see what happens. I think. Personally, you build around Josh Bell. Josh Bell hit 37 home runs last year. He had a, he had a, uh, uh, a 295 on base percentage, and he had over 160 some RBIs. That's something you build around. Now, granted, he fizzled off towards the end of the season, but he's a guy you build around. 
Okay. He's also one of the better guys that we have under contract for a longer period of time. Is Josh Bell worth two hundred million? I don't know. I, I I don't know. But he's a Boris guy. If he performs his contract in Pittsburgh, if he has another stellar season next year and a stellar season after that, somebody's gonna offer him two fifty, three hundred million to go somewhere. And it's not gonna be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So no. Pittsburgh needs to just step up and be like, hey, Josh Bell, we're going to build a team around you and commit around you. Then they need to figure out which of the pitchers that we have currently are the best starting pitchers to build around them and then fill a pitching staff in. And let me ask you this. like, Do you think Josh Bell is like worth Bryce Harper money? I mean... That's why I said $200 million. <laughs> He's not worth three thirty. dollars uh, so uh, okay, so, but that's that's still a lot of money. Hey, it's still a lot of um, money. But you ten years of two hundred million. They can all. They're always going to get outbid though. Every every agent knows that they are like not going to spend money. It's true. The market always like advances. Like you know, like thankfully, like your paychecks don't get smaller either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not a company that a person wants to work for. A place where, like, sometimes they have pay cuts as opposed to pay increases. So, like, the whole free agent market is predicated on the fact that people are leaving for more money, not less. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's it's hard not to get outbid. And, like, they spent big money. The, you know, they, they had long-term deals with, with um, Marte and Polanco. They're not getting... They're not getting their money's worth out of those guys right no, now. No, they're not at all. Um, they they, opted, they opted not to commit long term money to like Garrett Cole. Um, you know, he's about to go get paid. Paid. Like yeah. Garrett the Cole's window. About if to the get... Pirates had kept him instead of trading him, like the window would be closing like right now. Like, oh yeah, as we speak. Yeah. Um, you know, pull your fingers clear, lest they get smashed. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're just... I, I don't know. It's... Like, like you, the first thing you said was, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna like, have to, like, tear it all down and start over, basically. Um, you know, no, look, nobody's off the trading block. No, nobody's, like... Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Nobody's protected. Um, you know, if they think they can get something for you, then, I mean, that's what it is, really. Definitely. It's like they're basically saying we're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. Well, it's basically saying, without saying, and and they even asked, I watched Bob Papini, Rich Walsh, and all the sports guys, ask these guys after that press conference and ask Sherrington and ask um, Nutting and them, and they says, are you committing to a total teardown and rebuild? Mm. They're still not committing to that. If you came out and said, hey, we're going to tear this team apart from the ground up and do a complete and total rebuild. Because then they'll tank their attendance even further than they did last year. Right. But at least we know that going into it and not them pussyfooting around saying, we're tweaking some things, we're going to add some pieces, and this team's going to be better and competitive. Because and if it's they, not. Because if people believe that they're tweaking things, then they might be more likely to come to a game on the off chance that you're going to see, like, one of the good tweaks happen that night, you know. That's a, like I mean, that's the metric. Like, did I, did I see a win when I went to the pirate game? Like, you always used to keep track. I know I did. 
Every oh, year, yeah. like, well, the Pirates are seven and three at games I went to, right? You know, and because it matters. Like, if you if you leave, like, you know, seeing a win versus seeing a loss, like, unless you're just there to like drink and socialize, like, that's the point of it. So, if I think that they're gonna be like a fifty win team because they're like tearing it down to the studs and rebuilding then like i'm i'm less inclined to go because i know i have less of a chance of seeing a win and that even if they do win that that win is ultimately meaningless because it's not building towards any sort of you know real contention for the wild card so they have to say that they're going to tweak some things but we'll we'll see you'll be we'll, you'll be able to tell when you see what they're doing you know, if if they're tanking or not, if they're if they're rebuilding, you know, like when they, you know, start trading guys, you know, if if there's like a market for Starling Marte and they trade them, well, that's obvious that they're not like one or two moves away. Oh yeah, you know, uh, you don't build around Marte and Polanco at this point because you cho- you ref- you chose not to you chose you not chose to build not to around, build around to, McCutcheon to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So like. You know, you you got rid of your worst. Or you 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 got rid of your best of your big three outfielders. Definitely, you did. And you know, like I I welcome both of those other guys to prove me wrong this year. But it's like you know, if, it's not time to double down on them at this point. So if they're gonna, sp- the only guy they have that's really even like worth like plunging a lot of money into is Bell. Yeah. That, so again, that's it's it. like all eyes are on Bell, just like it was last year. And he had a good half and a bad half. Well, I mean, and there, how many years was it all eyes were on McCutcheon? Yeah. And then they put some guys around him, and then they went to the playoffs three years in a row. Or wild card game, at least. And then, yeah. you know, playoff series one year. That was the, uh, the first year they actually went to the playoff series, and after that it was just wild card game. Uh, but then you said something about pitching earlier, and I just tuned out because I can't even think about their awful pitching situation. Oh God, the pitching it's, situation it's not even. I mean, it's... I, I'd rather go back to fixing education, honestly. <laughs> like... Oh, Matt, by the way, for the record, uh, the last time I went to more than one game in PNC Park was 2015, and I was 10 and 1. Okay. Um, my best record ever in professional sports and attendance as a fan. Don't get this twisted that we played professional sports here. No, but you're um, lucky. You're good. Uh, I was 20 0 and 2 at the uh, arena one year. Sounds like hockey. At the, uh, yeah, that too is a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah. At the arena one year, and my best record at Heinz Field was ten and zero. Uh, you went to ten games. Uh, Playoff year, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, or are you counting preseason games? Uh, one preseason. Those don't count. You don't get to count those. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger have... doesn't get to count those. We only had one one home playoff game that year, so I mean, nine and zero ain't bad. Yeah. All right, so we won't count the play. We won't count the preseason game. We'll call it nine and zero. Um, but yeah, that was my best record at Hinesville uh, one year. I mean, you could have so. gone to like St. Vincent for a practice and like somehow like finagled a win out of that. Don't don't twist it. Don't get it. Hey, don't hey, tell me don't get it. Twisted. Two wins. They do two days. Oh jeez. <laughs> we all know you're not getting there early for the first one. Correct. It's not open to the public anyway. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk a little bit of uh, uh, bad news real quick with the Pirates, um, and we'll just speak on it quickly. Uh, Felipe Vasquez is up on 21 new charges in Westmoreland County um, from his. Uh, addition to the charges he had prior that led him to being arrested and taken away and in jail basically he had a hearing was probably scheduled like yep. months ago 
and in the in the duration between his last hearing and this hearing the you know the police and the district attorney's office have had time to do more research and to find out more factual details about what exactly happened in this case with this minor female in Scottsdale and they decided that he did 21 extra charges you know um so it's like and it's then to Westmoreland County because he was in Westmoreland County where his devices were at right it took it like it, it happened in Westmoreland County but then the victim the alleged victim moved to Florida and right. it was when she was living in Florida that her mother found out about the relationship so the FBI was involved initially because it was you know a charge you know it was an investigation starting in Florida but the suspect was in Pennsylvania so you need that's a federal thing you know yeah. but then like when they did more work and they realized that like most of the crimes actually happened in PA so it's now under the jurisdiction of the you know Westmoreland County um you know prosecutors well he was out on bond in florida yeah uh and but he's he, been in jail here since well he was no no he was in jail here went to florida on the uh they extradited to florida on the hearing to have the hearings in florida he made bail was out on bail and then they brought him back to pa um for the wet uh, for the westmoreland county i can't believe they let him out on bail you, you pay bail i mean if they set a bail and you can make the bail you're out on yeah yeah if you said they bail, didn't give him bail this time, no, 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 no. Westmoreland County said not available. You don't have to give him bail. Yeah, they don't have to. It's like, it's like they don't have you, to you don't him. have to set a dollar amount that like yeah. you can buy your freedom. Like it's, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't get bail. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they obviously they can bail or no bail. He's not out on bail right now. Woo! Anyway, did you see that flurry save? Oh wow! Bad segue, bad segue. But like, I'm I'm done talking about Vasquez. He can rot, <laughs> right? That guy. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, Matt, I got a question for you. How fast can you run 215 yards? I don't know. I've never run 200. That's a very weird distance to choose to run. It's not metric, so it, it's not like sanctioned at like track events. Um, the reason I ask, it's it's 15 yards longer than two football fields, so yes. it's not even like, you know. Like end zone to end zone, it makes no sense. Why would you do that? Well, you're being chased by the cops. Like, what's happening? No, (laughs) no, you're not being chased by the cops. Why would I run 215 yards? Because the Pittsburgh pierogies are holding tryouts. Is that the distance of the? You have to run 215 yards in 60 seconds or less. But it's got to be on like a slight arc, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. So I failed my deep water test at the (laughs) pool because I kept turning when I got to the shallow end. And my pool was like a T, and you were supposed to swim from like the bottom of the T to the top. But I was like going from like the bottom and then like hanging a right and ended up at like the right. And they're like, you're actually swimming a longer distance, but like the test is the test and you fail. (laughs) So like I'm actually like, I think I'm actually just predisposed to like do all my best tests on like a slight like off kilter kind of. Right. So so the pierogi race. 215 The the pierogi race starts at what? Third base. Yeah. And goes. All the way around the foul, or already around the warning track, oh, no. and then out to okay. the right, out to the right field gates. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming that's it's 200. I'm assuming that's 215 yards on that outer circle. Whatever it says, 215 yards in 60 seconds or less in the costume. Now in not, a costume, not just like you and your jeans and hoodie. Right. Well, now. I don't have a pierogi costume, but I could like wear like a backpack with like some like melons in it or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? Um, so they're doing the tryouts. If you, if anyone wants to go check that out, go try out. No, don't. I'm going to win. Just stay home. Uh, Just stay home. Also, um, But I'm going to insist on being Potato Pete every time. 
I'm going to come back as a heel. Okay, people aren't going to like me. A lot of the free potato peak people are going to be like, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed up for. But it's going to be awesome, trust me. Well, also, you have to learn to be able to do things with the bu- with the Bucko Brigade uh, and such they as well. They seem like pleasant folks. Yeah. They seem to have a positive attitude yeah, they towards go, work. Definitely. They go shoot t-shirts in the crowd. They shoot t-shirts and hot dogs. Um, and they, they play the Mario game in right field. You have to also be available to be making appearances as the pierogies. I can do that. At, like, hospitals and fundraisers and stuff like that. And you have to be open a minimum of 57 out of 81 games this year. That's all? Yeah. Well, that's easy. I mean, just have to quit my job. <laughs> but you only live once. Hey, dear, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to be a pierogi. I mean, what does it pay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and it's not something that somebody in our career statures can just go up and do. I mean, I could because I can schedule myself around that shit. You can't because yeah. you've been in your job for 15 years and you are setting your schedule and can't schedule yourself around that shit. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, I'm, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to. It's too bad. Um if there was like, I think you should go to the trial though. I should go work for the Steelers. I think really, should... the, the Steelers are more conducive to my work schedule. I, I think you should go to the trial. Mm, yeah, I just want to know like how I would rate against everyone else. Like I'm, I'm not the fastest, you know. Like I'm pretty fast, but I got short little legs. Amanda knew somebody that worked uh, and did one of the pierogies. He was a, um, he he went to pit and he was uh, on the pit track team. Yeah, I knew a guy who was a pierogi. He was like. But he interned with the Pirates, is how he ended up doing it. Um, so I don't even think he was getting paid. But he was um, he was a baseball player. He was he was a pretty good athlete. But like he was like about my height, but just like way more muscular. Right. Um, I never like raced him in a foot race or anything. But you know we we played some like intramural soccer against each other and like pretty pretty even in like the running end of things. There's not a lot of strength required to be a pierogi. It's not, it's not like you got a bench. No. You know? No, you just got to run 215 yards in under yeah. a minute. All a pierogi's got to hold up is a big pile of onions. <laughs> and butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, the butter, the butter just, like, soaks into you, like, <laughs> uh, like this delicious beer that I'm drinking. It, it, which is an awesome beer. Uh, we will uh, move on now to the NCAA football. Uh, Pitt had a overtime win. Over UNC last Thursday night, thirty-four to seventeen. I'm not sure how many people actually watched that game or said "fuck you, Steelers" and switched to the pick game. At a, um, at a certain point, I did. Matt, but for the most part, did, I was watching the Steelers. I was watching. Both I had a two-screen situation. I had a two-screen situation at a bar. I was going. It was yeah. like hockey from, or tennis, left and right, left and right. Uh, for me, yeah. Um, yeah, I had the Steelers on the TV and the Panthers on the tablet. So thirty-four to seventeen. Uh, on that, oh, that doesn't sound right. Thirty four seventeen. I can't be right on that. If it went to overtime, pick game. Yeah, no, I'm not right on that score. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I'm not right Was on it that 20... score. Wait. Um, thirty four twenty seven. That's right. Yeah, I transposed the number because I'm dyslexic. Um, Kenny Pickett, though, after his performance, uh, was named ACC Offensive Player of the Week. He was 25 for 42, 359 yards, one TD, zero interceptions, and rushing for two more TDs himself. Uh, pick out their first win uh, in football over UNC 
uh, since joining the ACC and have to travel to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. Um, that is the number 25 team in the country currently this Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, Virginia Tech's always given pit issues. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to the Vic days. Um, oh, it goes back before Vic. It goes back before Vic, but I can remember an eight-year period of a Vic raping pit. Um, so, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the first time I ever even like heard of Virginia Tech was like the first year they entered the Big East. Yeah. And they came to Pitt Stadium. I was like, who the hell are these guys? They're good. And there, there were like a lot of Virginia Tech fans in the house. And I'm like, what is this? I... Dad, what is this shit? Like, who are these people? Like, never heard of them. Yeah, Virginia Tech. I've heard of Virginia. Yeah, yeah I've heard of West Virginia. Never yeah. heard of Virginia Tech. What yeah. is that? Yeah, they're in Blacksburg. Apparently, yeah, they're in the mountains of Black. They're in the mountains of Virginia. You know, I'll probably be passing by there on my way home. Yeah, yeah, not a bad spot. The cool little spot. We, we like to stop in Fancy Gap. Fancy Gap. It's right off, right off the interstate, and uh, you know, it's kind, it's on the Appalachian. It's on the like the the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, it's, it's near like some Christmas tree farms and some ski resorts, and uh, uh, it's not really a lot there. Um, there's a little, time there's year, a little though, diner we like to go to. Depending on time of year, though, and and what the weather conditions are, if you really want to be stopping there. <laughs> oh no! Like that that part of the highway is like, um, you know, there's signs warning about crosswinds, and they've they've got the like the big signposts like if there's if there's like whiteout conditions up ahead, like you're you're definitely like in the passes. Like coming up through Western Virginia, but it's a good place to stop. And like right when you get off the highway, at the end of the exit ramp comes to a T, and there's a big sign that says like Frank Beamer Country, and like he's not even their coach anymore. But I'm pretty sure it's it was there last year when I stopped, and I bet you it'll still be there, like now. You know, Frank Beamer is like Frank Beamer. It's like Johnny Majors. It's like you know, yeah, he's uh, Joe Paterno without the shame. <laughs> True. I'm just saying, like it's an it's an old timey guy. He's, it's an old timey place, and you know, I I, I would love to see Pitt give give him the old timey beatdown. Penn State. Speaking of Paterno, um, cool segue. He uh, so now that we've alienated all our Penn State listeners, right. like, Let's talk about what they've been up to. So Penn State last weekend handled Indiana pretty well in Happy Valley uh, last Saturday, thirty four to twenty seven. Uh, the score doesn't really reflect the game at all. Um, lots of field goals, uh, a couple defensive scores in the game. Penn State has uh, number two Ohio State this week in the horseshoe. A shakeup in uh, college football could happen. Um, as much am I a Penn State hater, um, and as much as I really, really despise Happy Valley, in the event Penn State would win, that would create a lot of turmoil yeah. in college football, especially in the Big Ten. I love turmoil more than I hate Penn State. I love turmoil more than I hate Penn State, too. Especially if the turmoil is happening to Ohio State. Like. Right. I mean, and we have Ohio State friends. We have yeah. Penn State friends. They're, yeah, they're right. And, and, yeah. and I don't dislike either one of any of our Ohio State or Penn State friends to the point where I will not talk to them again. Based on their college football or their college selection, it's just this playoff thing. Like I don't, it, I don't... It's, it's the whole playoff thing. And then now that Minnesota lost, 
after they beat Penn State and Minnesota lost. And we'll talk that about I was, that. I wanted Minnesota to win, but and we'll we'll talk about that game here quickly because you're up on some of the stuff in that game. Um, this is actually still a really big fucking game. Yeah. Even though Penn State's one loss, Ohio State's undefeated. Everybody else in Big Ten has lost a game except Ohio State. Yeah, this is this probably is, their best chance to lose a game. This is Ohio State's best chance to lose a game. This is Penn State's best chance to come out and say. You're not going to fucking beat us. Or Penn State's going to get rolled. One of the two. It's it's not... It, Alright. I take that back. Three things are going to happen. Penn State's going to barely win. Ohio State's going to barely win. Or Ohio State's going to blow them out. I don't see Penn State blowing out Ohio State. Especially in the horseshoe. So... It, this is a statement game for both teams. If Ohio State wins this, this secures their spot going into the top four of the BCS. Even if they lose to Michigan? I don't think they're going to lose to Michigan. But they could. They got to go to the big house. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. They got to go to the big house. And, and Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's fighting for his job. Harbaugh's fighting for his job. Michigan handled Notre Dame really well. And the team doesn't need to be told that Ohio State's their biggest game. No, they don't. They, they knew that before the season started and they were mediocre. Now think, this is their Super Bowl. Well, well, could this be Ohio State maybe overlooking Penn State, looking forward to Michigan, like uh, Penn State overlooked Minnesota? Possibly. Looking over at Possibly, Ohio State, it's, uh, even granted, though they had a game in between them? Granted, Penn State has one loss, and they, they should be able to recognize that um, and understand the implications of you know that whole scenario. Like, you don't want to be a one-loss team in the Big Ten because Penn State could potentially, like, you know, take not just your spot in the college football playoffs, but, you know, whatever the tiebreak is for the Big Ten championship game, like that head-to-head, right? It's the head-to-head first, and then after that, it's points. So, so right, so if Ohio State loses to Penn State and then beats Michigan, they're still out of the conference championship game. Right, Penn State would be So in. they shouldn't be, this shouldn't be a trap game because their coach should be telling them, like, this yeah. scenario and how if this Ohio game, State beats, this, if Ohio Michigan's State, the most important game, but Michigan's not next week, so the most important game is Penn State. Well, if, if, that's, if, that's if Penn State beats Ohio State, Penn State goes into the Big Ten title game. Exactly. So because even if Ohio State turns around and beats, beats Michigan, Michigan, Penn they State still has lose the tiebreaker. Tie yeah. So yeah, this this is a playoff game. It is. Michigan's a rivalry game, but it doesn't really mean anything if they beat Penn State. And then lose to Michigan, like they still get to go play Minnesota, probably in Indianapolis. Yeah, because Michigan has what two losses. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. So this is Ohio State's first playoff game, basically. It is. If they if they win the Penn State game, then they earn the right to play like freaking Clemson or Georgia or like Alabama or whoever. Alabama's out of the top four, right but they now. but we don't know. They might yeah, get back in. They can get back in. It's the SEC. They always end up somehow. I'm not even trying. I'm not even there. trying to handicap that right now. No. LSU looks really good. LSU's solid. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about a team that's not too solid, but did pretty solid last week, which is WVU. The Mountaineers came away with a win in Kansas State last Saturday, twenty-four to twenty. The Ears dominated the game um, from the get-go and um, knocked them out of the top twenty-five this week. Uh, they knocked Kansas State out of the top 25 last week with that win. Um, OK State is coming into Morgantown this Saturday at 12 noon. Um, so it, for you ear fans out there, go ahead and 
I know you guys will be all about that shit. Um, I'm not. I'm still a little bitter about the fact that Pitt doesn't play West Virginia, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit, too. Well, we played him in basketball. Yeah, so we'll talk about that here in a little bit, too. Um, Also, Notre Dame, uh, the Irish handled uh, the midshipmen 52-20 to in South Bend this past Saturday. I don't know about you, but my phone kept lighting up. Uh, and I'm I like, don't, I don't 35 to nothing. I don't, I don't want notifications. <laughs> like you, you get notifications. You get notifications every time one of your teams scores. Scores. Yeah, that's too many notifications. Uh, it's a lot on weekends. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like every like for a college football fan, like the teams that I follow because I, I, I don't. Just, I don't get notifications for Pitt Notre Dame. Honestly. I okay no see I, <clears throat> I do all the local teams that I'm supposed to like give a shit about whether I like them or not. So, like, I get Penn State up there. I would be getting Penn State, West Virginia, Pitt, South Carolina, Allegheny College, which they don't even update. Like, they don't update those games in real time. But no. my boys have pulled off, like, three wins in a row. Um, Good play, for Playing, like, the uh, the softer portion of their conference schedule. Allegheny plays in the North Coast Athletic Conference, and the best team is Wabash. And they are, like, a juggernaut. It's They are, like... Like, Clemson to the ACC as Wabash is to the North Coast Conference. Well, let's go back to Notre Dame real quick. No, Ian, I want to talk more Allegheny. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Book tossed five TDs, total of 284 yards, uh, 14 and 20 passes. Um, the Irish uh, made sure that the rival uh, didn't sneak up on them. Uh, a few years ago, what was it? Uh, the Navy beat the Irish. Yeah, the um, infamous whatever. And it knocked them out of a bowl bid. Yeah. Uh, it knocked them out of a uh, top four bid. Um, next week, the Irish have Boston College heading to South Bend for the last home game of the season. Then the Irish head out to the West Coast and go play Stanford for the final game of the season. Um, so, yeah, the Irish, they're not getting in the top four um, no matter what they do because they're not in a conference. So the Irish literally have to go undefeated throughout the season in order to be in a top four bid. Um, and then also be ranked preseason for that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to get a hell of a bowl. They're not going to get a top four. Other college football, Matt, Michigan State and Michigan. Michigan beat Michigan State this year. Um, what's the trophy in that? Is that the Paul Bunyan? What is it? The Michigan State and Michigan? Michigan State Michigan. Is that the Paul Bunyan axe? I think so. Yeah, because I have trophies under here. I know you, you know the trophies. The other one is Iowa and uh, Minnesota, and that's that's the pig. The right? Floyd of Rosedale. It's called Floyd of Rosedale. Yes, yeah, it's a pig. It's the pig trophy. There, there was just an article about it in the Washington Post. I never knew like the history of it. Um, supposedly, many, many years ago, Iowa played Minnesota. Iowa had a player from Texas who was black and thus was not allowed to play college football in the South. So he enrolled at Iowa and played there and... Apparently, like, Minnesota was, like, really, like, hard to, hard on him and, like, racist to him during the game. So it, it kind of, like, escalated this war of words between the two schools where the governors got involved. And it got a little, like, uh, there, there were some threats that, like, hey, there might, there might be crowd violence if, if you guys pull that again. Um, so the governors are involved, and they, they, they sort of, like, tamp things down rhetorically and said, like, you know, we'll wager a pig. And like the winner, the winner will get like a fine hog from their best like hog farm and give it, or, or sorry, will receive a hog from the best hog farm in the losing state. Right. So, 
Iowa lost that that game, right? So no, Iowa won. Iowa beat Minnesota. No, I'm talking about the original oh, oh. the, the oh, original yeah, yeah, game. So yeah, the original Floyd, game. Floyd the pig was given by the Iowa governor to the Minnesota governor. Okay. And is named Floyd of Rosedale because it it came from like the Rosedale like hog ranch or some crap. Okay. So that's that's why and it's a big trophy. It weighs like nine hundred pounds. It, so it, it, well, takes, it takes no I weighs nine hundred pounds. Really? I read that. I saw these guys. Well, also there's four of them carrying. It. There's four football players. Yeah, there's four football yeah. players carrying it. That's why it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's it's not huge, but it's it's, it's solid. It's solid. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like that doesn't look like anything about it. Okay, it might be solid fucking uh, bronze. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. But yeah, you're um, right. I Iowa did win this incarnation of of the battle. Yes, they did. Um, which which screwed up Minnesota's undefeated season. Yes, they did. Which but it didn't crush their hopes of making. Did it not to crush the conference your hopes making it to the conference championship at all. And then the Michigan uh, Michigan State rivalry. Michigan won that one this year. And like I said, I believe that's the Paul Bunyan axe. Um, yeah, I think I think there was a uh, Bunyan. There's two trophies named after Paul Bunyan. Right. Uh, one one's the axe, one's the axe, and, and the other one is the. Um, I think it's just a Paul Bunyan trophy or something. I think it's just yeah, um, but it's two different schools. Yeah. So, but I think Minnesota, Michigan, is one of the other Paul Bunyan ones. For some reason, Michigan has a claim on Paul Bunyan. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember the story. Guess what, folks? He's not real. Okay. <laughs> I, I majored in real history. You know who's more interesting than Paul Bunyan? President William McKinley. Look him up. He died in office. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So McKinley's like the, uh, he's like the guy from, from Allegheny. He didn't graduate, but he's like our president, quote unquote. And the, uh, the food court is named after him. McKinley's. I ate, I ate many a grade B cheeseburger at McKinley's. Grade B cheeseburgers. Well, you know, maybe it's grade A. I, I I don't grade meat. Didn't didn't look like the stuff you get out of the like fresh meat case. They were like Bubba burgers, basically. Not bad, not great. That works. All right, folks. We'll be back in just a few moments after these uh, messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Check out what they have going on with our podcast as well as several others. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. Uh, Finish up on the uh, NCAA football. If you didn't watch or lived under a rock for the last week, um, Tua Tagovailoa, however you pronounce his last name. Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa? Tagovailoa. Okay. He is out um, probably for the rest of the season. He had hip surgery. It was one of those weird falls that he had, one of those yeah. weird hits. Uh, somebody compared it to the Bo Jackson hip injury, where it didn't I, look that bad on the tackle, and then all of a sudden it was. Yeah, similar. I heard similar injury to Bo Jackson, but also not a medical professional who who put that out there. And I think a lot has changed in medicine since Bo Jackson last played in the NFL. 1989, So, you know, Tommy John surgery wasn't imaginable. 
<laughs> to to people like who were like pitching in like Steve Blass's career. No. In that era. So, you know, things do change, but yeah, it's it's like it didn't look bad, but it's apparently pretty serious enough that he's out for the season. Now it wasn't wasn't the same injury that he was out with earlier, but like, no. could it have been like possibly caused because he was you know playing 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 like, like lean into one side a little playing a little lopsided so to yeah. speak it's possible i mean and, and or is it just one of those things you know and and the professional sportscasters and broadcasters and and sports talk people you know all, all said you know mike greenberg was like he needs to come back next year and play his final year at alabama and other people like no he needs a rehab and go into the draft he's gonna fall in spots but he's gonna get paid somewhere yeah it's a double-edged sword at that point, and when you're in his position of being one of the top quarterbacks in college football, you have the opportunity to go get paid. You got injured. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, he has to make that decision. Do I come back and play college and drive my stock back up to be a number one pick, or do I fall in the draft and go as a third or fourth round pick? You're going to get paid no matter where you go. It's a matter of how much you're going to get paid. And also, is he an NFL quarterback? We really don't know. A lot of people said Lamar Jackson's not an NFL quarterback. You see where the fucking Ravens are right now. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> see Tago Vailoa doing what Jackson does. I don't see that either. Um, like he's he's like a, he's a decent quarterback. He he can throw okay. He can run okay. Yeah. But I don't I don't see him doing like Heisman type shit. Nah. I you don't. know, and like Lamar Jackson, you know, Heisman guy. Oh, Jalen Hurts is out in Oklahoma. And yeah. He's definitely in the Heisman category. This could be Oklahoma's third Heisman in a row. Except for that Burrow. What's that? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow? He's the LSU guy. Well, all the yeah. heat's, All the heat's on him now because, you know, two is he's out. number one team. Number one team. You know, he played awesome out. against Alabama. You know, I get that. I mean, J- Jalen Hurts, is he's playing good games, but... Well, Jalen Hurts he, he finally has got yet, out of to his shadow. Yeah. And he proved what he can do. But he had to go to Oklahoma, and we all know Oklahoma plays a weaker schedule than, like, than the SEC team. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, well, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be in New York for the Heisman. For sure he is. He's yeah. going to be in the Heisman uh-huh. final. And, and that's all there is to it. If he wins, I hope he does, honestly. Congratulations. Oklahoma yeah. three Heisman Trophy winners in a row. It's not about it's not about the school. I mean, like it's it's an individual award. It is an individual award, and if you deserve it, you deserve it. So, I'm not, I'm not going to say like you know I don't want a guy from X school to win the Heisman because the Heisman's not something you win on the field. You know, it's it's voting based on your performance, but it's not like you know if like a Penn State player were to win the Heisman this year, it wouldn't just be solely based off of what they did in the pit game. No, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge them. Their I don't even know just if, if there's been a Penn State player to win the Heisman. Uh didn't Larry Johnson come damn close? Uh, yeah, but I don't. Kajana Carter. They had good running backs. They had good running backs. I don't know. If um, they, I don't know if a Penn State player ever ended up winning the Heisman. Speak, speak and just briefly before we move on to like whatever's next after wrapping up college stuff. Um... Did you see that Penn State's quarterback like shut down all his social media? Well, yeah, he had death threats. death threats. He had death threats against him because of the Minnesota game. Well, and James Franklin came on there and like chastised like everybody and like the media and everybody else because why? Can't, why is goes, everybody like you're the worst fan base, Penn State? Like why? 
first first we, we got people writing letters to dudes about their dreads and we got people like sending death threats on instagram and you have twitter coaches, you have coaches twiddling little, i mean that that's not kids. good either but like you know it's the people who support that the, the people who apologize for like Oh well, like Joe didn't know. Like those are the same people who are like sending the death threats. Yeah, I mean, and you can't convince me otherwise. I'm not so, convincing like, you otherwise. They, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting you to. But it, <laughs> it needs to be said before we move on. Yeah, that's all. It's it's bullshit. And James Franklin came on and was like, "Look, he goes, I find out about this, and you know, because he didn't go to Franklin first. He went to like the police first. Yeah. Which honestly, if you're getting death threats, okay." I'll call my coach later, but right now I'm calling the police and be like, hey, um, Happy Valley Police, uh, this is so-and-so, and yes, I'm the quarterback of Penn State University. I'm not in tr- I'm not doing anything wrong, but I'm getting death threats put against me. Like, you know what they really ought to do is they ought to have, like, the next, the next time James Franklin has to talk about this nonsense in, like, the measured way that he speaks to the media, like... They should bring in noted Penn State fan Keegan Michael Key ah. to do his anger translator, <laughs> and he can just be like, you know, like what the f for you mfers, probably mostly white mfers. What the hell is wrong with you? Blah blah blah. Because I mean, it's it's ridiculous, and like maybe maybe I'm just biased because I'm a Pitt fan and Pitt's never like in a high stakes enough game. But like Steeler fans are pretty awful too. Like, oh, yeah. We'll throw garbage in your yard, but like we don't like death threats. Come on, man. Yeah, and it's just well, scarier when it's actually, a college no, no, kid. No, 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 no. Did Steelers uh, fans threaten to kill somebody? Yes, they did. Great. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys too. <laughs> uh, uh, whenever Ben Roethlisberger's motorcycle accident happened, uh, going through uh, the Armstrong tunnels and across the 10th Street Bridge yeah. on the south side, yeah. and that that little, intersection sucks. It does, but that little old Jewish woman in the Buick. Um, yeah, coming across and caused and was in the accident, but come to find out it was Ben's fault because they. Of course, it was yet. Ben's fault. It was Ben's fault. He broadsided her, uh, but anyway, she ended up getting death threats. She hit him. <laughs> no, he hit her. He hit her. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, you know, it came, You look at it. She. He hit her. Anyway, um, she ended up getting some death threats and shit. That's so, fucked up too. I can't. She had to move out of her squirrel home. But you threaten... Okay, you should never give death threats to anybody, especially, no. like, little old ladies. No! But also, like, the the Penn State thing, like, it's just a game. It is. You know what I mean? Like, just get over it. You know, and this Minnesota's weekend... Minnesota's good. You know what? This weekend, I will be jumping on the bandwagon with our friend Keels. I'll be with my buddy Mike Pound, who is known on the interwebs as Uncle Crappy, of, like... Give me that OH. I O. I'm okay. cool with that this weekend because you know what? As a Pitt fan, my favorite teams are Pitt and whoever plays Penn State and whoever plays West Virginia. And this week it has to be Ohio State. I like to so. see I like to see my tax dollars not getting wasted. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and root for Penn State. I also have friends with with fun nicknames. Okay, I'm lying, like they they just have normal names, but they're Penn State people. Um, some of them you know, some of them you don't. Well, I there mean, are a lot of Penn State people around about this area. Um, well, Keels is a friend of yours as well. Yeah, I know. That is an Ohio State person. Yeah, you know. I know. And I've, I have cousins who are, all my cousins are Ohio State fans. My, my dad names them as his third favorite team behind Notre Dame and Pitt. Um, I'm just not sold. And, like, I'm always, I have a strong underdog bias in games of, like, consequence. So... Again, Penn State is my underdog this weekend. You know what? I, I, I'm a, I'm a f- 
fan of Ohio State this weekend, but I'm also a fan of turmoil. So if Penn State and happens, turmoil. so if an underdog if can Penn cause State, turmoil, then it's like a win-win, baby. If Penn State happens to win and causes turmoil, I'll be okay with it. You just love content. You you know you you, you can't wait. I'm the same way. Like I'm not an early morning person, but I I have my shows that I like to listen to. Oh yeah, and like I know you're just dying to like wake up on Monday morning and like hear what all the freaking ESPN people have to say about like chaos, chaos, turmoil, yeah, yeah, yeah. college yeah, football. I listen, wah, wah. I listen to Mike Greenberg and Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and all those fucks. So, yeah, definitely. In the meantime, though, we're gonna leave college football and move on to college basketball. College basketball is in swing right now. It's not the full swing. They're not playing conference games every night. Um, but they are playing a few. They are playing a few. Pitt already played one. They beat Florida State first game of season, conference game. But then again, um, this past Friday, Pitt Panthers stumbled with WVU in the house for the Backyard Brawl Basketball Edition. Uh, 68-53, loss uh, at the Peat. Uh, then they rebounded over Monmouth, 63-50. The program um, looks a lot better under Jeff Capel. I do have to say this. Um, it's that, awesome that they got it. They, they might have like they might have sh- they might have taken advantage of an unprepared Florida State team, right? Um, but that's good. Get that get that conference win before all the other teams well, in the conference win. Well, because you know what, I looked at the conference standings. Duke's like number fourteen. Yeah, in the conference, but Duke's ranked high up in the country. Why? Because Duke hasn't played a conference game yet, and mm-hmm. other teams have. Um, but also, uh, Coach Capel, I think, is probably one of the best hires they had. We have to see what he does down the road. Jamie Dixon took a team uh, that was on the brink and took them further mm-hmm. off of Ben Howland. Um, I worked the t- a TCU game the other night. Oh, how'd yeah. that go? Uh, they won. Oh, awesome. beat Air Force. Well, they're playing Air Force. They're playing Air Force. Okay, but this is cool, though, because, like, um, guy for, a guy who's, you know, what do they call them? Airmen, cadets, whatever? Yes. At Air Force? Airmen. He's a senior, but he's he's from the Fort Worth area. So, like, the coaches got together, and they were like, we need to, we need to schedule a game. Like, reach out. And Jamie Dixon, you know, loves service academies because of his yeah. late sister's ties with Army and, and whatnot. And, uh... So they were like, yeah, we'll totally do that. So, like, basically just, you know, he gave away a, a spot on their non-conference schedule that could have gone to, like, you know, Austin P or, like, some, like, right. regional, like, you know, like, small conference team and said, like, you know, like, come come in and, you know, let's get, let the, and, like, the service academy, like, paid for, like, 50 of his, of his you know, family to get there because that's something that's important to them. Right. You know, and, um. So yeah, like that was that was a good thing that they did. So like, oh, I'm glad Jamie Dixon is still out there. Like Jamie Dixon's still out there. He, he had a right. He had a rough ride here his last like season or two. The last couple of seasons wasn't he had a rough entirely ride fair, but uh, but he took Pitt to a number one. He he had Pitt number one in the country during the Dewan Blair years. They were a number one seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They had a bad loss in the Elite Eight to uh, Villanova, who ended up going to the title game but losing that year to Duke. Um, so, I mean, uh, that was as close as Pitt sniffed, um, to a final four bid. Mm. And that was their best shot. That was the Juan Blair's last year at Pitt. He played three years at Pitt? I want to say he left after his junior year. He might have left after his sophomore year. Don't mm. call me that. I know, uh, 
in respects to Dewan Blair, his father just passed away. Didn't know that. Um, in um, condolences, condolences to Dewan Blair and his family. His father just passed away in a um, uh, scuffle in the Hill District. Oh no! Uh, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, but in the meantime, though, Jeff Capel, I think he's probably the best hire Pitt's made uh, in a coaching situation for a major sport in a long time. Uh, he's got a pedigree behind Duke. He played at Duke. He had, he coached with Coach K at Duke. Um, he's got some good connections. And when I'm talking about his connections, um, Coach Capel secured three recruits this week to sign on to Pitt for next season to be a freshman, all of them 6'8 and above. 6'8, 6'9, and 6'10 are the uh, three kids coming in. Um, well, that's good because it sounds like <laughs> sounds to me like they're going to need some help on the glass. Yes, they're going to. Um, those kids will be at the game this, um, I, th- I believe it's Thursday or no, tomorrow. Um, they're playing AR Pine Bluff. A.R. Pine Bluff heads. Uh, sorry. A.R. Pine Bluff heads into the peat this Thursday. And by the way, the A.R. is Arkansas. Yes. Um, so, yeah. it's It stands for Arkansas, not like the machine gun. <laughs> I, a lot of people think Arizona. Uh, Arizona is AZ. People, learn your state abbreviations. Right. This isn't like... Memorizing states and capitals maybe is like not that useful as a grown up, but like well, we were mailing letters. You still need to know the two letter thing, right? Well, we were in high school, we didn't know that shit. Yeah, but also like, AR, nowadays it's like who cares? AR is not a machine gun; it's a semi-automatic, semi-automatic it's sporting Armalite. rifle. And it's Armalite. Armalite, you know, it's it's so interesting. What very just off topic here briefly, but like it's it always fascinates me. Like what different cultures call the same gun. You know, like a Kalashnikov. It's just an AK-47. Klitschnikov. It's an AK-47. AK is uh, Alexander Klitschnikov. If you're, like, fighting for, like, Russia or for, like, the, like, Mujahideen or the Taliban, like, you call it a Kalashnikov. But if you're, like... In the U.S., it's an AK. If you're fighting in, like, fucking East St. Louis, it's (laughs) It's an an AK. AK. You know? know, Same with, like, the AR. Like, the Armalite was, like, the main go-to rifle for the IRA. Right, Steve. I didn't realize you were an Irish terrorist over here, no. pal. No, and uh, oh, what's the SKS? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know that. Uh, one. The SKS. Blow my mind. The SKS is the Chinese knockoff of the AK forty-seven. It shoots seven point six two. Who uses an SKS though? I don't. I'm not um, with it. Asian countries and okay. um, Asian uh, Far East Asia and also. So that's what like North Korea has. Yeah. Okay. They, they're using SKS. So it's, it's a knockoff AK. It's a knockoff AK, which was invented by a Russian guy. Correct. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. They still history. they still shoot seven six two, and um, yeah, it's Geneva Convention. It's allowed. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just I just know that like sometimes like guns that are like you know that you think of as like staples of American like gun culture are actually like made overseas and have a different name and like we fight against nah, dudes who use them. Nah, my staple of an American gun's a Colt forty five. Well, but anyway, you know what? Like you're not you're you not know. gonna beat back the government with a Colt forty five No, I'm so not. You need something more firepower yeah. if you're gonna defend your homestead. Yeah, and one oh seven A one bear. But please don't even try. Like, just, just, uh here and there we're gonna move back on to college basketball <laughs> and get off the firearm tangent because that was it's just a sport. They're sporting off. rifles, right? Sporting rifles. Yeah, they are sporting exactly. rifles. They're not automatic, they're semi automatic. No, anyway, yeah. uh Penn State defeated Bucknell ninety eight to seventy tonight. 
in Happy Valley. They have Yale headed into Happy Valley this weekend. Notre Dame defeated Marshall um, and Presbyterian this past week uh, with Toledo heading to um, South Bend going on this weekend. ACC Hoops, uh, it's a tough conference. Not all teams have played a conference game yet, by the way. Vermont was on tonight playing uh, Virginia, defending champs. And for a minute there, they were leading. And I was like, am I going to have to go get my streaming device and set up my ACC network feed since it's not available on regular TV? But then, like, when it got down to, like, the last three minutes, like, you you could tell Virginia was pulling away, so didn't bother with that. Now, if I had had an actual channel, maybe I would have flipped over. Something to think about, Verizon. Something to think about. What else we got? I'm 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 actually trying to pull up right now the top twenty five for college basketball, um, but my uh... the top the top the rankings in basketball are meaningless, like even more so than the football rankings, um, and it's so early in the season. Now, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Virginia, Villanova, Michigan State, Texas Tech, North Carolina, Louisville. Have they like are your top ten? How is Kentucky still number one? Didn't they lose to like Evansville? Well, and then your AP is different. Your AP is showing... Your AP is showing Duke, Louisville, Michigan State, Kansas, North Carolina, Maryland, Virginia, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas Tech, Seton Hall, Arizona, Utah State, Memphis, Villanova, Xavier, Auburn, Tennessee, VCU, Texas, Colorado, Baylor, and Washington. I agree with that a lot more. Because all I, I really do. know about the top 25 so far is that Kentucky lost. And yeah. they lost to somebody like... Yeah, that's somebody stupid. Stupid, yeah. That's yeah, stupid. really stupid. I'm sure it's a good school for academics. Um, but it's not a basketball school, Evansville. So um, we're going to move on from college sports, move on into the NFL. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Matt, You uh, as you're pulling up to the house tonight and you're walking out of the car and you're walking up steps and I was on the front porch, I'm like... So, what can you tell me about Gronk Beach? <laughs> and I was, for the first time in my life, speechless. You're like, what's this Gronk Beach you speak of? <laughs> That's what I say to never actually have to be speechless about something. <laughs> it's called engaging. <laughs> asking questions. Showing interest in others. So, so we showed you the video for Gronk Beach. Yes. How do you feel about this? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw... It, my... it, it came across on so many... On on ESPN and Twitter and the Facebook. And also, when I was out and about, I was going to some meetings this afternoon. Um, and I was listening to 93.7 The Fan. And Jeff Halfhorn was giving his um, uh, uh, update, sport update. And it says, And Gronkowski is making a return for Gronk Beach. And then you could hear, like... Um, the guys in the background like laughing and chuckling and him trying not to break into laughter because Gronk Beach, apparently Gronk is um, returning for Super Bowl weekend to throw the largest beach party in Miami Beach um, on Super Bowl weekend uh, with uh, Rick Ross and... Uh, Flow Rider and several other Diplo because Diplo. Nothing, like you can't you can't have a giant douchey like outdoor EDM festival without Diplo right 
and, and it, it's full of the douche, 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 douche sounds. It sounds pretty and, great, actually. I, mean, I think I, I would really like the music. You know, but board, I bet board you the, shorts and and life beaters and sunglasses. That's the thing, like. And that's not the vibes I'm looking for. Like when I when I go to a when he, when I go to like and we didn't call them EDM back then. It was we they were called raves. Raves, okay. exactly. And when <laughs> I went to raves, it was with a bunch of yinzers in like a dark paintball arena or like a like you know rented out Irish festival hall. I was just by that dark paintball arena today. <laughs> in by the new, way, in no, the it's the strip. No, no, no. Oh, I went to one there, too. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. that was one of the best ones I ever went yeah, to. Yeah. I was just because that was there. that was the one where they had a separate hip-hop room. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this EDM shit, man. <laughs> I almost took a picture of that place today because there's I couldn't sign. Fi- I couldn't find it if you put, like, there, a briefcase full the, of a million dollars in it. There's the door, and it has the little um, awning over top of the door, and the awning's only about 24 inches wide. Yeah. And it has the name... That's kind of almost like scarcely like weathered off of it, and the door's still there, and the awning with the weathered off name. So I was right by that today. I almost took a picture of it and posted. Like, who remembers this place? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember enough of the outside of the venue. <laughs> I do, unfortunately. I was just by it today, and I saw it, and it, remi- it jogged my memory back to twenty years. The ago. The only way it would even work um, is if the bouncer from that night was still standing there, <laughs> and I just happened to walk by in the same. Like satin Mets jacket that my friend let me borrow. He's like, "Hey, you're going to a rave. Like, you need like some better gear. <laughs> Take my jacket." Uh, that was a, that was a fun night, but that didn't have anything to do with Gronk Beach. So I saw on the ticker that since, since you showed me the or Amanda showed me the trailer for Gronk Beach, right? It's, it's a funny ad. It it's, is a funny ad. It it's has... in the same vein as those like gathering of the Juggalo ads that went viral, <laughs> but not nearly as like unintentionally funny you know like this is gronk like mugging it up he's playing himself he's playing, he's the good playing angel retired the, gronk he's playing the good angel and then and the he's bad got angel. good angel and bad angel yeah, yeah. like good angel is like football gronk and bad angel is wearing like the kanye west like yeah, the, sunglasses. The, 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 the kanye west glasses the board shorts and the white beater yeah so basically the gist is it's like a big techno beach party it coincides with the super bowl Apparently he has ruled out coming back, which is something that Amanda couldn't answer for me, but ESPN's ticker did. Um, so I, I still don't rule him out coming back. I, I mean, who's to say? Like, basically, I, this thing could be Fire Festival with chicken wings. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't have a ton of faith in Gronk's people. Like, I see that it's sponsored by a CBD company, which means that they're either really relaxed or really greedy liars. I'm not sure yet. I haven't really fully decided how I feel about the CBD industry. Um, I mean, who can say? You know, in like a in like a not unrelated Patriots side note, like AB is trying to like work his way back onto the team. Oh yeah, he wrote an apology. Yeah, he wrote an tweet. apology to um, to uh, uh, Robert on, Kraft. Robert Kraft on Twitter. It said. Uh, Robert Kraft, you know, I apologize for my antics and never meant to be a distraction to the organization and towards you and this, that, and the other Do you thing. think he, do you think he, like, sent that tweet because he saw that Gronk wasn't coming back and he was just like, I need something to, like, keep me occupied and, like... Well, you it, know what? AB also... He's gonna be in Florida. You know Antonio Brown's gonna be in Florida. Yeah, I mean, AB... He'd, be, he'd be better off, like, on a- the Super Bowl field than at, like, a- some B- beach party. also... AB also posted a picture of his bank account a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that had $29 million in it. 
Who the hell keeps twenty nine million in their checking account? Mm. Uh, not me. I, I I won't ever see. Hopefully, I see twenty nine twenty nine million in a lifetime. Mm. But I don't think I'll ever see it at one time. But who's to say that AB doesn't just have twenty million in his bank account now? A couple weeks yeah. later, well, he's blown through nine million. Twenty million now means like nineteen million next month. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, Sell some assets, you know. Let go, let go. App AB, it's a good thing. He's um, trying to sell his house on Pine Township, and nobody's biting on it. Two point well, three million. That sucks, dude. Because my parents kind of wanted to buy a house in the North Hills a couple years ago, but he'd have to come somewhat down from his ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably two million worth. Although, it, dude, they, they could just move the whole the whole like North Hills branch of my family into the same house, and that that would that would save my mom a shit ton of gas money and Easy Pass. <laughs> Yeah, AB, come down two million, and Matt's family will buy it. There you yeah, go. serious. Yeah, <laughs> and find somebody who wants to buy my parents' house in Edgewood for a quarter. Yeah, you know, like some rookie. Yeah, it's like get a... get, get some Steelers rookie to buy my parents' house like next July. Yeah. Um, and it's a wash yeah. for your it's, family. Yeah, really. <laughs> you got, they got nature stone in the basement yeah. now. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think your, I think your parents would have like. If they took a thirty-year mortgage out on the wash, I think they'd end up paying a hundred dollars a month for the next thirty years. So I mean, well, they are on a fixed income, so <laughs> you got to consider that. Yeah, it's just the uh, upkeep and utilities of AB's house in Pine Township. Now, can we um, just circle back to the Gronk thing? Because Woodland Hills likes to claim Gronk as their own, but we all know he was here for like a year, one year, um, mostly just for football. I don't know if he ever did any beach partying. During his time at Woodland Hills. I can tell but you there is a beach. There is a beach in Swissvale. <laughs> Ask anyone you know who went to Woodland Hills. or like. I want to know this because I've never known of a beach in Swissvale. I know it's Turtle, on the Mon. I know Turtle Creek. Well, it's on the Mon. Okay. You got to go down through the woods behind Memorial Field, which used to be called Dick Groat Field before we went and had this thing called the Vietnam War, and then they renamed it from Dick Groat to Veterans, you know. And, uh, I should have kept the Dick Grove field. I, I mean, like, like some of some of the old heads say that. A lot of people my generation didn't even realize that it used to be called Dick Grove field. But anyway, like, you go down the woods, like, down out of, like, left field, basically. And, like, there's, like, a sandy bank along the Monongahela where, yeah, I mean, like, people were known to go down there during, like, the last day of finals. Maybe have a fire. Maybe, maybe have, have a, a fire. Beer or two or maybe drink some forties. Uh, throw a line in the water. Maybe. Got to have some excuse if the cops happen to show up. So. Yeah, we're just fishing. Just Austin. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Why you got big... bought forty ounce glass bottles of worms? Yeah, yeah. Why you, you never well, heard? What's the fire for? We're roasting marshmallows and hot dogs. We're some hot dogs, marshmallows, blunts. I mean, not blunts. But anyway, yeah. like I, if Gronk was like seriously about Woodland Hills, then he would definitely throw a beach party back at Swissville Beach. Yeah. But since he's not, he won't. So, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on to some other NFL stuff. Um, there's some movers and shakers going on in the NFL. Um, you had uh, the Kansas City um, L.A. Rams game last night. Yeah. Sorry, L.A. Chargers game last night. Chargers. So they played in Mexico. So they did play in Mexico, not Aztec Stadium. They played in a stadium below Aztec Stadium. So instead of it being seventy five hundred feet above sea level, it was sixty two hundred feet above sea level. Mm. Um, now here's where I'm a little upset about this, and I hope 
you have seen some film? I remember, I was sitting at the library last night. Okay. In Southside. Okay. Not the actual book library. The, the library, bar. The yeah. library in Southside. And I was sitting in the corner table. We were not at the bar itself, but I was able to see the big TV. I see Hunter Henry catch a touchdown. I go look at my fantasy and it shows no touchdown. I refresh it, no touchdown. No. Did that come back or some shit? I didn't see the game. Um, because you know what? I lost my fantasy game last night by point four fucking points. That sucks. Point four fucking points I lost worst. my fantasy no. game. And I swear <clears throat> to God, I'm like, there better be an adjustment somewhere. And I'm not sure. I'm a little heated still about this. I'm having a very bad fantasy season to begin with. Um, look at that. That's brutal, man. Yeah. Like, I talked about my worst loss that got converted to a win. Yeah. I forgot to start a kicker. And I, and I, some, and like somehow the league, like after the final scores, I thought the final scores were tabulated. They like did like a recount. Yeah. They, they, and they, they, and they, they, they awarded, they awarded, they awarded me like an extra point. So instead of losing by point one, I won by point nine. Right. So, but uh, since then, I've lost two in a row. So, so here, here's my thing. I started Sonny Michelle, and I started Deontay Johnson. We all know what happened with Deontay Johnson. He got knocked out yeah. in the third quarter. Well, I have Sonny Michelle, so and Sonny Michelle, so Sonny Michelle scored six point four points. Deontay Johnson scored three point seven. I opted to sit Tyreek Cohen instead of starting with a flex or or starting running back. Also, I could have started uh, Patrick Dorsett, and I would have won. Yeah, I'm like motherfucker. Point four points. But I swear to God, I'm watching the game last night, and I see Hunter Henry in the end zone catching a touchdown pass. And I see him walking off the ball and giving him hugs. There's no touchdown recorded for Hunter Henry last night. Did you look at the official stats, like, on the non-fantasy site? I did. There's nothing recorded. You must have not been paying close enough attention at your... I'm sure that the bar was very rowdy. No, it wasn't. But with it being the library, it was probably, like... Yeah, it was so rowdy. Joyce mo- night or something. Yeah, mo- Monday night in Southside. <laughs> That's why we chose to go there to meet friends. That's not a bad place. Uh, um, it's a great place, honestly. Yeah. But was I watching a, a replay? Maybe. Maybe. You know, but they show him in the back of the end zone with both feet in and catching the ball. Maybe it was in warmups. Uh, I don't know. But maybe still, he was just putting I, on a show. For I've all been the... ser- I've been searching that video all day. Did Hunter Henry catch a touchdown? Whatever. Did he get called back for a penalty or some shit? Here nor there. I mean, if you haven't found it by now, it probably didn't really happen. Yeah. I mean, here nor there. It's called um, the Hunter Henry effect. You know, <laughs> um, other games this past weekend, uh, the Patriots won again. But they got tested. Yeah. I couldn't believe. That, that, that was my, like, I'm doing chores, but I'm also checking the game. Right. Game. And... Every time I checked, I was like, oh, the Eagles, they, they, they got the ball, I'm going to watch this drive, and then I'm going to go do more crap. You know, the Eagles would punt, and then I'd go, like, throw in a load of laundry and, like, feed the cats, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, New England probably scored, so at that point, it's not worth watching anymore. Well, hence why San Michelle didn't do shit yeah. for us and fans. And they didn't, so, like, they were always, they were never up by more than one score, like, when I kept coming back and checking on it, you know? And it came it came down like to the very end. It really did. It's really um 
it says more about New England than it does about Philly. Like, it does. Uh, like New England had multiple chances to like put their heel on the Eagles' throats, basically. Well, and, and then the didn't. Sunday night game, which I was involved in because of fancy football implications, was the Rams. Uh, yeah. The Rams and Bears, where I didn't start Tyree Cohen, where I should have. Uh-huh. Tyree Cohen threw a touchdown instead of getting one thrown to him or rushing for one. And he had his, you know, receptions, dink and dunk receptions and whatnot. Um, but Todd Gurley actually had a really good game and got a touchdown on that aspect. Helped me out in fantasy. Obviously, I didn't win, but helped me out. That was a really good game to watch, for the most part. Um, the Sunday games, I really wasn't involved in too much because I traded my shift at work, and I actually worked Sunday, so I could have off Thursday night, so I could watch the debacle in Cleveland. Ugh. Amanda and I went Thursday to um, a restaurant in Lawrenceville that um, offered us um, dinner and drinks and so forth. Come down, check them out. Too. I was going to say, because weren't you supposed to go to Cleveland? Yeah, well... Did you not wake up early enough? No. Um, stuff happened. We're going to Cleveland next week. Um, sure. it, it, it's just a whole... I had the opportunity, but I didn't have the wallet. Happens. Um, and uh, so Amanda and I ended up going to um, this restaurant in Lawrenceville um, that didn't have TVs at either... The restaurant downstairs or the bar upstairs, no TVs. Um, it's in a new hotel in Lawrenceville on 40th Street. Uh, we ended up checking out the restaurant. We had dinner, drinks. It was awesome. Good food, great food. Um, went upstairs for drinks. Um, great view of the city. Um, I sacrificed the first quarter to hang out with my lovely girlfriend and to enjoy our evening together. Of course, I was getting updates on my phone, but the first quarter... Of course you were. Of course, the uh, first quarter didn't really mean too much. Doesn't mean anything. Um, and then we went to the Warren uh, in downtown afterwards, and I had the Steeler game on one TV, the pick game on the other TV, and our friendly bartender, Courtney, he had um, Disney Plus Channel on his phone propped up against the register, so Amanda was like watching Disney Plus with Courtney, and I'm watching between two TVs uh, for both games. Uh, the Steeler game in Cleveland was a shitty game. Uh, there was a lot of headhunting going on. Juju got taken out early. Yeah. And that was a helmet-to-helmet call that didn't get called mm-hmm. at all. Um, he got taken out. Concussion protocol. Also suffered a knee injury on that shit uh, as well. Um, and then Deontay Johnson in the third quarter, helmet-to-helmet call, which was called. And the uh, Cleveland player got ejected from the game. And he made his head bleed. Oh, it made blood out of his ear. Yeah. Out of his ear. Think about that. If you're bleeding out of your ear, that's some shit. Yeah, it's not good. That's no. It's not good. No, it's not good at all. I've never been hit that hard. I don't know if you've ever been enthralled in videos on your phone through Facebook or not. Did you ever see that slapping video where, like, the people, like, they, they hold on to the bar, like, for arm wrestling and... And they and they hold on to both bars and they wait for somebody to slap them across the face and then the other person that slap and hopefully they you know, no I've never I, no, no I don't I don't see content like that <laughs> it comes up on my feed I guess I'm just weird but anyway um, I've watched those slapping videos where like people are holding on to, like the the hand posts on a table and they're looking at this person straight in the face and they just get fucking 
slap right across the face. And sometimes you get knocked out. Sometimes you're just like, oh, what was that? I've never even seen that in those. Dude, that blood coming out of his ear. That's like a ruptured eardrum and shit. Almost. Yeah, it's bad. And, um, you know, there was some confusion after the game because I have a friend who's a photographer who who shoots all the all the Steelers games. You do too? Mm-hmm. I got one. And he was he was like not on the field for like the big shit at the end that we're going to talk about in a, in a minute here. Um so so he was posting on Facebook just like what he had heard about all that cuz he was already like doing his edits and people were like chiming in with some like bad information they're like you know like i heard somebody's head was bleeding and they didn't know whose i'm just like did you not watch the tv <laughs> yeah yeah i know like i i watched it with the sound off but i'm reading the captions and like i, I definitely saw like the word like head bleeding at yeah. some point in the captions um so it just you know it's like when when you're when you're covering sometimes when you're covering these games like in the stadium like you don't actually get to see the most important part like, like we all we all hear those stories about the members of the media who were heading down to the locker room during the immaculate reception, for example. Um, well, this this was not an immaculate reception that that my friend missed, but he he missed something that a lot of people are still talking about to this day. Um, why don't you go ahead and set the stage? Well, there was bad play from the O line uh, throughout the whole game. The D did not show up. Um, they were just flat overall. Uh, and then you had, it was the final drive of the game. The Steelers are down, uh, 21, 14, uh, 21, 21, seven. And, um, Rudolph is going up. They're about the 30 yard line and he throws a pass and the D end just comes over. And after he throws the pass, bear hugs him and just, Tackles him down to the ground. And is laying on top of him. And he starts the whole, why the fuck are you on me? Get off me. Mm-hmm. And then, alright, so Rudolph had uh, a little bit of a moment. And used his foot and placed it in a place that people do not want feet placed on a male body. Is that what happened? Um, and... Uh, and he was And he was like, well, Rudolph was on the ground. He was pulling his helmet. And was like, get the fuck off me. And then placed a foot where male people don't want a foot placed. And then that's where the melee started to ensue. Eight seconds left in the game. Eight seconds left in the game. And Rudolph's helmet gets ripped off. And then he has two linemen around him. And then all of a sudden the helmet gets swung. Knocks Rudolph in the head. And then he gets taken down. And uh, Marquise Pouncey comes in to defend and throws some kicks. That's what really got Marquise Pouncey suspended. The kick, okay. <laughs> so here's here's how I experienced the the helmet swinging fiasco. Rudolph was bad. Okay, the Steelers had ample opportunity to put the Browns away. Um, you know, it was 14 to seven for a long time before it was 21 to seven. Rudolph's throwing picks like it's his job. 
He threw four picks. When he threw the fourth interception, I was he like... He threw four picks. When, when he threw the fourth interception, I was like... And I had been flipping back and forth or in my office watching on two screens. But when he threw the fourth pick, I was like, screw this. I'm going downstairs. I'm going to lay on the couch and watch the end of this pit game. And like maybe flip back to the Steelers if there is like a long like pause in the pit game. To just like see what... You know, like, I don't need to watch this guy throw another pick or get sacked again. Now, while Pitt is, you know, holding North Carolina to a field goal, going to overtime and winning in overtime, all this other stuff is happening. I'm just watching the game. The Pitt game, I mean. Right. I check my phone after the Pitt game's over, and just my whole timeline is just people screaming about, like, how how Miles shitty Garrett. the Browns are. Miles Garrett... Throwing helmets and everything else, and it's it but was based crazy. on what I missed and like how I've pieced together clips of what I missed, it seems that this is what happened. Okay, Mason Rudolph was tired of throwing interceptions, but they were still making him be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is probably like kind of upsetting at that point because like how. I would think the best way to stop, like, embarrassing myself at that point would be to just not be involved with the Steelers anymore. Indeed, that is why I changed the channel. I am not employed by the team to deal with that mess. You're not. Mason Rudolph is, so he had to still be out there throwing picks. They're making him... Why are they making him drop back and throw passes? Because the running game was horrible because James Conner went out with a fucking injury. I guess you and can't just had, take a knee, but and I then mean, they had like, Edmonds... Who wasn't yeah, I know. doing like, shit. Everybody's injured. Everybody's Jalen Samuels was injured. The, the Steelers this week went on and signed... They signed Quadway Olsen off the Jets practice squad. I know. I know. They signed three, two receivers and a running back off practice squads this week to come in to fill in these holes because Juju is probably not going to be ready to go this week. Deontay Johnson, probably not ready to go this week. Connor, probably not ready to go this week. Now, Jalen Samuels, probably ready to go this week. Also, Benny Snell, Benny Snell football, boom, 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 probably ready to go this week. I don't expect much from Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels. I expect Jalen Samuels to have receptions out of the backfield. Um, that's about it. And so they're signing Quadre Olson as a receiver. He's got some catching up to do, or they got dumbed down the playbook. And they're going to play the Bungles this week. The Bungles are 0-9 or 0-10. And in the hunt for a number one pick. In the hunt for a number one pick. So you think the Bungles just might lay down, but you know what? This is the NFL we're talking about, and it's the AFC North, and it's the Bungles and Steelers. They're probably going to play them hard because... If you go out and half-ass it, you're going to get injured. Yeah. That's the other thing. I think that you could beat the Steelers... By just, like, going out and trying not to get hurt. Like, it, it could actually happen. But I, I really, and I, I don't agree with what I just said to a certain extent because, like, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem for the Steelers to beat the Bengals. Especially on the road. We love beating them. Right. In that stadium. And also, like, it's, Paul, it's Brown, like, Paul Bauer Stadium is going to be all Steelers fans this week. Yeah. Because the Bengals fans are giving up their tickets. Yeah. Some away. But it's, some are going to go, and they're all going to sit in that end zone. Yeah. With the big escalator mm-hmm. that's, like, exposed. Yep. And, like, my favorite part of every Steelers-Bengals game is in the, Cincinnati uh, the escalator is watching of, the exodus. Yeah. And um, 
you know, Bill Hillgrove always comments on it as well. So it's it's worth tuning into the radio broadcast maybe while you're doing like yard work or whatever. Yeah. Um but anyway, back to that Browns game. At the very end, I saw Mason Rudolph get sacked too many times and throw too many picks and he didn't like it. Okay? And this guy like took him down after he had thrown a pass. But like Miles Garrett maybe didn't hear the whistle. There was no whistle. There wasn't a whistle even no. even when like the guy got tackled after catching the pass? No. There was no whistle because okay. Garrett tackled him after he released the ball. Right, so the ball but away from the play, like eventually <clears throat> there was a tackle. Miles Garrett took him down and was like holding on to him, like bear hugging him. It wasn't a be- penalty. Before the whistle. He didn't it get flagged not, for roughing the he passer. He did not get flagged for roughing the passer because there was no whistle at that point. But in he time. stayed on top of him and he Rudolph my him. I'm sure my point is that Rudolph he was having a moment at that point. Yeah, okay? he was having a moment. He, he was, was like, he was tired of getting sacked and tired of throwing interceptions. It was a defeated moment, and he was, he was like, a, "I'm going to beat you." Like, Fuck this shit! It, right. was, like, it, it was a yeah. defeated moment. It was more that I'm going to beat you in a parking lot. So I can't beat you on the field. He's like, I don't care if that I get moment. a 15 yard penalty for like unsportsmanlike. This fucking blows. I hate this. There's eight seconds left. I want to go home. You know, and he did what he did, but he was. Not in a position of strength again. He was like on the ground yeah. on his back. So Miles Garrett was like, "You grab my helmet, I grab your helmet." He, he just pulls it a, off. He pulls it off, and he swings it like and a weapon over top of Alejandro Villanueva. No, it was DeCastro. It was DeCastro. DeCastro might have saved Mason Rudolph another yeah. concussion. Yeah, and he yeah. might still have a headache right now. We don't know. Right. But I like, no way was he could he could have gotten like knocked out on his feet at the very worst, and like Pouncey afterwards, like if he got hit in the temple, could have killed him, yeah. for sure, for sure. And no one no one wants to like relive that. Well, because the whole who's thing had in the like NFL. who's had head trauma, and, and, like he just came back from concussion protocol, right. For a play where like he was like knocked out before his body hit the ground, right. like nobody wants to like relive that again. Um, David the DeCastro whole, was very lucky that he was positioned where he was. But the when whole, that whole thing, thing in the NFL out. is is it's like a gentleman's agreement of like if a helmet comes off during a play and comes off on the field whatsoever, that the opposing team stops because there's a defenseless player with a helmet off. So you're going to tell me that he ripped the helmet off, that he, honestly, if there's that gentleman's agreement, he should have been like, oh shit, there's no helmet on this guy, we need to stop right now, and whatnot. That was a whole form of rage going on right there. That was a whole form of, you know, just in the moment, I get it. But with the whole Gemmins agreement going on of when a player's helmet comes off that like people stop and the play stops and whatever else, that was something completely different. That was just ridiculous. And, um, you know, Miles Garrett got six games or the uh, rest of the season uh, plus playoffs. Is what Miles Garrett got out of that on the suspension, which is being appealed. Uh, Marquise Pouncey got three games, which is being appealed, which he has his appeal hearing today. We'll find out about that tomorrow. But with this whole 
thing of he just ripped the helmet off and kept going where that gentleman's agreement of a, a helmet comes off and they all stop was out the window at that point in time. See, football's not always a gentlemanly pursuit. Um, it's not. Like, they're in a union. They're all in the same union. So they're technically it's not just a gentleman's agreement. Like, there's a union brotherhood involved. Like, that, that whole element... Like also goes out the window. Like you're being asked to play a violent game, and you're being asked to play to the whistle, but it's also expected that people do things after the whistle, especially in the pileup. Like yep. we've all we've all heard stories about like pinching and nut kicking and nut punching, yep. and you know like ripping legs leg hairs off guys who have hairy legs. Like I mean, you know, stuff happens in the pile. Um, if there's a gentleman's agreement about, like, the helmet, like, it's very, like, it's risky to expect people to comport themselves as gentlemen when they're laying in a pile. Yeah, but I've seen it before. You've seen it before of, you know, a player's helmet comes off and everybody just kind of, like, goes off the guy. And they're yeah. like, all right, he's down or he got what he got. Because the helmet comes off because it, like, pops off. Yeah. This was, like, a guy, like, Ripped pulled the helmet off. Yeah, he ripped the helmet off. He was already angry as hell when he pulled the helmet off. Like, the the way I... On another show I listened to, they were explaining this, like, you're already jacked up and trying to, like, you know, like, take somebody down. You know, if if not injure him. Like, you're not, you're not trying to injure people all the time, but, like, in football, like, you're kind of trying to hurt people on every play. Like, yeah. if you tackle somebody... Great. If you tackle them hard enough that they, like, get up a little dizzy and have to, like, leave the field and their backup has to come on, eh, it's not the worst thing, you know? So, like, they're kind of trying to hurt people on every play. So you've got somebody who's already fired up and angry, and then it's like, it's like in a, think about a video game where, like, you're playing, like, Smash Brothers, and then you get, like, one of the power-ups. Are you going to be like, hey, Kirby, you know what, like, let's be gentlemen here. Or are you going to, like, punch that little fat pink guy, like, send him flying all the way up to the top of the screen so that they actually have to, like, zoom the camera out and everybody looks like little thumbtacks? <laughs> I think we all know what you would do. Uh, you know, it, In Smash Brothers. Now, yeah. life is not video games. No, it's We're not. supposed to have better restraint than in video games. Otherwise, we'd all be out doing GTA. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do GTA at times. <laughs> but, um, but, no, seriously, like, it was, um, do I want to use the word melee? No, because, um, that's a it was only thing, two right? guys fighting. Yeah. Melee is like hand-to-hand combat right. and usually so like multiple it, people. It really like wasn't a, a melee. Like a skirmish. Um, Pouncey, Pouncey is getting suspended because of his... The head kick. The, the head kick. And the punches was, weren't that effective. The punches weren't that effective because he's wearing pads, but he kicked. Mm-hmm. That's where Pouncey's going to spend that. And we don't know what if his suspension is going to get reduced to two games. Or it might, one. It might. Or one. It, it, you know, it's the NFL. They could be like, hey, Pounce, uh, you're right. Three games is a little rough. Uh, we'll, we'll reduce it to two. But if you pay us $500,000, we will reduce it to one. We don't know that. We don't know what the terms are. Um, there was other players that were fined in the game. Rudolph was not fined. Um, 
Rudolph, I don't think what Rudolph did was finable, though. I think, yeah, like, what I was saying, yeah, like, yeah. Rudolph, Rudolph's shenanigans, that's like pile-up stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, like, you're, you're on the bottom of a pile. Now, Miles Garrett... You might not like your situation. Like, Miles guys Garrett, always, like, do a little extra. Miles Garrett getting suspended indefinitely, which they said would be the season and playoffs. Are the Browns making the playoffs? Probably not. Are the Steelers making the playoffs? As a fan, we got a chance. As a realist, probably not. Now, Garrett's not a repeat offender like Burfecht. Uh, he has a history, but he's not a Burfecht history guy. Um, not like a headhunter. No. He has a history, but he's not... He, he has a What's history. his history? His history is the in the pile shit. Okay. You know, he, he's voted on by the players as a dirty player, but not, like, finable and suspendable. Yeah, some sort of like um, Heinz Ward and Rodney Harrison. Right, yeah. That was a great yeah, rivalry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those um, two guys. You know, it was dirty yeah. but clean. Yeah, with them. yeah, dirty but clean. Um, what he did, it had me on national TV. and uh, Yeah, know, and that's and a very else. good point. Like, if that it, had it, happened it in a, a Sunday game, if it was when a there Sunday, were like five game, other games going on. Yeah. It, 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 everyone mm. watches Thursday Night Football. Well, here's the thing, too, about... That game. They've had they've had better games this year than they did last year, right? And uh, like focusing on a division rivalry, like that was good ratings. That was a very good like. And we talked decision. about this last week yeah. about both teams come up a short week in the division rivalry game on a short week. It, it benefited Cleveland. It did because the Steelers sucked. The Steelers they were couldn't flat. do anything. They were and they they couldn't do sh- they couldn't get a run game. I mean going. their offense has been they, bad like since Ben went out. Of but course, their defense wasn't even that good. Well, I mean, and Ben went out in the second. All their game defense, of the season. like their defense, held the Browns to twenty one points. Yeah, and the defense looked flat too. I mean, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was nowhere to be found. Yeah, they were throwing away from him. Um, and then Joe Hayden got called for a lot of flags. Yeah. Joe Hayden got uh, jammed up and ran the wrong way. Joe, that one touchdown, were you, how do you, how do you leave Charvis Landry in the end zone with nobody around him? Literally, because Joe Hayden fucked that shit up where he was on Landry and then Landry came in and Joe Hayden bit the other way and Landry went this way and Joe Hayden went that way. Yeah. And Landry's in the end zone by himself. Not even a Cleveland Brown around him. Just him in the end zone. It was like a, here you go, pass, dink dunk, done. It, uh, you know what? Cleveland beat the Steelers for the first time in five years. And I think for the third time in 15? Something like that? That's not good if you're a Browns fan. No, if you're a Brown... It's good to have... It feels good now because it's so rare. Right, right. But I I guess, like, sports is about what have you done for me lately, right? So, like, the Browns fans have, like, Well, the Browns head coach, what's his fucking name? Freddie Kitchens. Still has a job because he beat the Steelers. Yeah. If they would have lost, Freddie Kitchens would have been gone on Monday. No, not on Monday. He would have been. He would have been. I don't think so. He would have been. There was the stat pulled that Cleveland Browns coaches have been fired after a Steelers game loss five out of seven times in the last ten years. Yeah, but a lot of times it's the second game, and it's like later well, in the season. 
Well, we'll see what happens. Because that's the way the because league schedules. We often play the Browns in like the last week or the second well, or last we'll week. Well, we'll see what happens because we have the Browns in Pittsburgh in two weeks. So this week coming up... Hopefully I'll be back uh, from my trip in time to watch it. Yeah, this week coming up, uh, Thursday, uh, Sunday is going to be in Cincinnati, 1 o'clock game in Cincy, Paul Brown Stadium, Steelers, Bungles, and then the following weekend, which would be Thanksgiving weekend... Uh, is the Browns come into uh, Heinz Field originally scheduled for 4:35, moved and flexed to 1 p.m. Mm. Now, wait, they changed it? Yeah, they did. Uh. So here's the uh, thing about that: you have the people in Pittsburgh, and uh, I was listening to uh, Andrew Filipponi and Arthur Motes and those guys on 93 Some the Fan today, and I was listening and watching on Twitter and watching on other sites that said. Oh, they moved the game up because they don't want the uh, the Steelers fans to get all drunked up for a 435 game and go in and cause a ruckus. You know, all that going on. And then it just create a nasty environment. And the Cleveland players would get all pissed off and there would be more bullshit going on. I don't think that's how it works. No. Do you know how it works? It's about television. Thank you. Um, you're in that People theater. who work on a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. who work for a Thank radio you. station you, thought that... Yeah, and they were serious. Yeah, because I mean, I could say I could sit here and be like, "Oh, well, they just did that," to yeah. like, and like you would be like, "Ha ha ha!" Like you know. So 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 Matt, you we are, both know that that's not really how. It so works. so Matt, you and I are sitting here on my couch at my house in Mount Lebanon. Technically, I'm on the couch here on the love seat. Uh, correct. With no, love we got, we're on the corner of the table. Yeah. The microphone's yeah. closer that way. Um, it makes sense. But here's how this works. So. The Brown Steelers game was a four twenty five game kickoff on CBS. CBS plays two games on Sunday. They have a one o'clock and a four twenty five. The one o'clock game is whoever it is. Mm-hmm. The four twenty five game was supposed to be the Steelers and the Browns. The Steelers and the Browns got flexed to one o'clock. Yeah. Which will be showed locally in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and the surrounding area all the way up the turnpike but the 435 game is an importance game it's Kansas City and Oakland okay okay that's a western AFC West division rival both teams are biting for a playoff spot Mm. why do they do that ratings yeah not because they're worried about the Steelers fans drinking until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, starting at 9 a.m. Because honestly, if that were you the know, case, the Steelers would play every game at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Right. We're not Philadelphia. Seriously. This isn't Scotland, <laughs> where, no. where they play, <laughs> like Celtic versus Rangers, they always play at 1230. Mm-hmm. Because to put it any later would just give too too much drinking time. Right. But these are two teams from the same city. Yeah. Yeah, they fight. Yeah, there, there's like religious but, hatred but, involved. It's it's a whole different. But story. when it comes down to it, I remember the time the NFL which... does not flex games based on alcohol consumption. Uh, they did for a while for one team, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles during the vet, veteran stadium run and all that. But then they just put a magistrate's court in the stadium. They did, but yet Philadelphia was still not allowed to play a game later than four o'clock. There was a 15 year period. Philadelphia Eagles only played a. 8 o'clock game if they were away. Really? They were not allowed to play at home after 4 o'clock. Awesome. Um, Because the Philadelphia... 
And that's when they started putting the magistrates in the office. <laughs> and most of their games were 1 o'clock. They had a few 4 o'clocks. But any of their 8 o'clock games were away. And 2004, when they opened the Lincoln Financial Field in Philly, their first 8 o'clock game in Philly was when that stadium opened up. And it was the first one in 20 years I was actually at. It was a Philly-Dallas game because I was living in Oof. Jersey at the time. And I went wearing, I've talked to you before, but I went wearing like shorts and a fucking night t-shirt. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the middle right now. I don't give a fuck. I'm just watching a spectacle. Uh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like here to drink beer and watch football. And whoever scores is cool. Like, <laughs> hey, woo, hey. yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, that. So anybody that's out there in the media and, I, and Andrew Filipponi, like I love this guy to listen to. He's kind of becoming a Mark Madden where you want to listen to him because you either love what he says or you want to, or you hate him and you want to see what he says next. Yeah. Arthur Motes is on with him every Tuesday. And Arthur Motes, I respect him a lot. I've taken care of Arthur Motes through the years. Um, his family's awesome. He's a good dude. Um, but seriously, do you think they seriously held this game back so the Steeler fans didn't drink and create a more hostile environment? You're fucking wrong, dude. Yeah, that's not how it works. Like, really? That's like the... And I tweeted from my a, personal account. I tweeted from there, the Bold Sports account. And I'm thinking about tweeting them from the Bold Sports account. There is Twitter. a like, level of contempt for the fans that like some of the sports talk hosts have that like bothers me. And it's not just Madden anymore. Like, there there are a lot of these, like, you know, like, traditional radio hosts who, like, they just love to get people wound up. Right. And that, that involves, like, insulting the fans and, like, saying things about the team that are, like, not actually, like, you know, they're hot takes, right? Because you're trying to, you're trying to get somebody mad, you know? Um... And I guess it's more interesting to some people, and it certainly seems like advertisers are more interested in that than they are in, like, you know, Stan Saverin, just, like, sitting there on AM radio saying, like, facts and stats and taking calls, you know, to be, like, controversial. I mean, Man, I, like, if I want to be controversial on my show, I'll just, you know, start talking about drugs or something. Like, right? Seriously. I mean, we, we can just, do that. We, we, we could just start telling, like, strip club stories. I mean, we're a, pod- <laughs> I mean, we're a podcast. We yeah. don't have any FCC regulations against us whatsoever. Yeah. I guess if you're on but, terrestrial radio and you want to be edgy, like, pretty much the biggest thing you could come up with is, like, Mason Rudolph started it. Which is a take that I saw on social media. Oh, I like, saw that all too. day, all day Monday. I saw it on national media. And national media, I get, what? but it's the local people who just say that just to like get a reaction because they have like contempt for their neighbors, and I'm not okay with that. You know what though? What's funny is uh, uh, I'm not usually up early enough, and I know you're not up early enough. But <laughs> but, but Monday, Monday, I. Uh, Oh, sorry, no, Friday. Sorry, mm. Friday. Um, I still have to work Friday. Uh, but I was up early enough. And um, there was the whole ESPN um, get up with uh, Mike Greenberg. Mm. And then the first take with um, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Mm. There was four hours straight. 
of just the Steelers Cleveland game. Yeah. Seriously, they didn't talk about anything else. I, I they brought in Damian Woody. They brought in everybody. They brought in Booger McFarlane. They brought in whoever was available to talk, be on camera, be on the phone. And and that's all it was. Because that was the whole topic. Because that shit hasn't been seen before. Yeah. Now, granted, did Joey Porter get thrown out at a Cleveland game? For running his mouth and shit before the game started. Yes. With another Cleveland guy, and he got thrown out too while they were doing warm ups because they got into it. Yes, that happened. Ha. <laughs> you know? Um, but that didn't take over four hours of ESPN talk. That took about 20 minutes. You know, this apparently was. Because it's televised. So yeah. it's it's bad it's a bad look for the league. It and is. it's going to be on everybody's highlights and it wasn't it wasn't just like American sports highlights that we're talking about this like the BBC was posting about it. Um oh, shit. You know like the regular news like non-sports channels were talking about it. Like I mean there's like impeachment hearings going on and they're still finding time to talk about Miles Garrett on the like CNN cable news. <laughs> you know. So it was a big deal. Um, I don't know if it warrants four hours of coverage, but that's why I don't really tune into those ESPN shows. Um, you know, I, I get most of my like sports chatter from radio and podcasts. Like I just, you know, they're, I, if they're just going to say the same thing over and yeah. over again, like I, I, I need I tune, to at least be washing dishes or like mowing my lawn while they're doing it. Yeah, it I, like I, I tune in the ESPN time. shows every morning. My TV stuff to come on it. Yeah. 6 a.m. It goes to Mike uh, Golik and Wingo, and then it goes yeah. to um, Get Up, and then it goes to uh, uh, First Take. But, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of local stuff. Andrew Felpone, to me, right now, is coming on of a, uh, you know, like a baby Mark Madden. Like, he yeah. wants to just throw shit out there and be like, you know what? The Steelers are horrible. Fight me on it. Now, you know, I mean, oh, the Penguins can't score on a power play. Fight me on it. I ain't gonna fight you on that because the Penguins can't score on a power play, even though they did tonight. But they're like four for 37. But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like Madden who hates women less. <laughs> True. Uh, all right, folks, thank you very much for listening to Matt and I for these last, I don't know. Uh, two hours, I guess. It, it's been 46, 28 units of yeah, yeah. time. Whatever, uh, whatever this time setting yeah. is, kind of confusing. Uh, Amanda's um, got a different time We hope, time we hope you didn't here. time warp. Um, I, I hope when I walk outside that it's not like the third Ice Age. Um, but we don't know because I can't tell you how long I've been here other than 46, 38.5. Wait, it only goes to four. That's, that's fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> So happy, happy quarter second to you. All right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Matt and I will be back. Um, we'll be back in like 2,800 units. <laughs> We're either going to be back next Tuesday before we both go away or... We'll be back to following week. Or we're going to get canceled because the um, Earth is spinning faster and faster around the sun. Right. And, hey, I'm a left-hander. Maybe I get a better curveball. And, and maybe I can run faster at an arc and become a pierogi. There you go. All right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. 
Uh, we'll talk to you on our next podcast, which should be 106. And think about that six number, because there's a lot of great sixes Bobby. out there. Quit spoiling it, man. Really? Was that who you were going with? Quit spoiling it. You were going to go with Alex Goligoski? <laughs> Wait, he was 13. Okay, right. we're done. All right, folks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hey, Ian's, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.